0: Uh, where's my topic list? I don't have a topic list. I just go oh, Lucy. Lucy Goosey. Is there anything you want to talk about in particular? Let me know now. If not, you know. I'm just here.
1: I'm just here to be a part of your show. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, 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 I just set aside an hour and a half to come hang out. I'm doing it.
0: I'm here. Well, well, with that, welcome to the Not So Common Podcast. I'm Pat Contry. My guest this time out is quickly becoming what I'm, one of my most favorite people on the planet, <laughs> Alex Fasciani. You might Hi. know him. From the Super Beer Brothers, Let's Play Show, along with Gerard Khalil, the Completionist. He also does the Dex podcast about Pokemon, something I know so little about. <laughs> Welcome, Alex.
1: I, could get, I can get so deep into that if you want to just put everybody on this podcast right to sleep right away.
0: You want to give me Crash Course on, po- on Pokemon? Like You're about 10 years younger than me. You're about, what, 29 years old? Hell do I'm you? 30.
1: I'm 30 now. I'm, I'm 30. On, I've, I've crossed over, yeah.
0: So 30, do you, do you feel any different being 30 years old, or is it sort of like, I feel okay, or are the joints starting to get a little, a little crickety? And-
1: yeah, you know, it's funny, because it was literally, like, on my birthday, I was like, what's that? What's that? What's
0: that? <laughs> it was literally yeah. the, 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 uh, the world calling down to you, okay, you're, you're beginning to die now, officially. Dude,
1: I was watching a stand-up special with, uh, what's her name, Janine Garofalo right and it's a pretty recent special so she's like kind of getting on in age you know like oh she's she's got to be in her
0: 50s by now right oh yeah she's
1: had like work done she looks good she's like funny still she's like still like not she hasn't like crossed over to like PBS (laughs) like the magic is gone
0: (laughs) performance you know what I mean is there a special age group for PBS uh, special when
1: you're the animals masterpiece theater when you're the animals and you record "House of the Rising Sun" and that song kicks ass, right? Oh, yeah, and that's then a great song. Now, yeah, now you're on PBS in 1996 and you're all in Hawaiian shirts and you're like doing it. It's not the same vibe. That's that's all I'm saying. Janine Garofalo has not gone there yet, but she was <laughs> saying she was saying that she like had a pain in her like torso and she was just like, I don't know, I'm like pretty old now like maybe i'll just wait maybe i won't go to the doctor and she was like and you know what it's gone so so you know whatever all's well that ends well
0: <laughs> well you gotta you gotta take care of yourself out you gotta you know eat right sure to exercise sure, sure. they're not yoga you're a southern california guy yeah born and born and raised we'll get into that Thank you know, God take, for my dog. Take the supplements. Just, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to get Gerard in the supplements and vitamins. I, I recommend them to you. I can run down the list now if I really want to bore the audience.
1: I just, but. I just cook vegetables. <laughs> I like, I'm like, I'm just trying to, i just trying to mix it up. That's it. I'm just, I don't think about it too much. Just mix it up. Don't eat the same chicken nuggets every day. That's it. That's all you got to do.
0: Let's keep the nuggets to like once per week. I've yeah. some grilled chicken. Well, that yeah. will start. Or, there.
1: you know, like uh, some spinach, you know, I'll do that. <laughs> I just bought some pluots and some f- some tomatoes from the farmer's market. I'm that type of Californian.
0: Yeah. Uh, do you go to like uh, what do you go like Trader Joe's? What do you do there? Whole Foods? No, what are you into? No,
1: uh, on Tuesdays there's a farmers market where like a true farmers... farmers market, a real one. Yeah, a, you know like I think that's one.
0: very very underrated about California. Yeah, there's there's about three or four different farmer farmers markets within about 20 minutes. I mean throughout the week, yeah. there's one yeah. in the, Little Italy here. There's one in Ocean Beach. So you could you could you know you hobnob with the crowd. You buy some flowers if you have a a significant other. You, you get some you know Thai food off the street. Yeah, you can buy some beautiful. fresh strawberries. It's a good time. You get some fresh fresh ocean air.
1: That's why I pay three times as much rent as everybody else.
0: <laughs> uh, four times, uh, at yeah. least, in terms of housing prices. Yeah, let's
1: be real. Let's uh, be real. It's...
0: When I moved out here from, from New Jersey, I knew... Like, New Jersey's not cheap to live. It's, it's right. not cheap. It, it's, it's, it's up there.
1: Yeah, it's not but, Manhattan, but it's close.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're not... Yeah, it's not like you're living in Iowa here yeah. in new jersey but i was not prepared for the housing prices like the rent same, but the housing market in southern california is obscene which you know that gerard knows that you know he yeah. just bought a house last year yeah or earlier this year whenever it was but um and, and i bought one and all I, he- I keep hearing is like how hard it is to buy houses here and how much money at to save and anywhere else in the country yeah whatever a couple of shekels and you're good it. to go yeah
1: people make fun of me for renting in la they're like buy two houses in San Antonio and make all your friends charge rent and you'll make money.
0: I'm like, get out of here. All right, Mr. Monopoly guy. Okay, I don't have that money uh, floating around to do that.
1: Let me me just invest 400K real quick. No yeah, let me deal. just
0: let me yeah, let me just get a down payment <laughs> of half a million dollars for two places. Yeah, exactly. and then maybe I can do that. I don't have that cash laying around my bank account. Let me sell. Yeah. Let me sell my gold NWC card and then buy four more to sell. Yeah. A, you know what I mean. In order yeah, to get that, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I, it, it's talking about the scale, I think, of, of it. But you know, but yeah, there are benefits of Southern California in some yeah, ways. Beautiful. You know, the beautiful yeah, well, weather I it beautiful. is beautiful. Here. If you're looking yeah. for women, it's, there's beautiful women? I'm I'm told in Southern California.
1: Oh my God, they're out there. Believe, Beach Boys, believe, Beach Boys sang the about stories. it. Beach Boys yeah. sang
0: about it 50 years ago.
1: Yeah, um, you know that's exactly where we're from. Is right there Hawthorne. Is that like that's that zone?
0: So how was it growing up in Southern California? I mean, because you're you're totally a West Coast person, which I love. Yeah, I, completely. And I grew up East Coast, but I I consider myself in between East and West Coast. I still have that Jersey edge. I still yeah. have that type A personality, but but yes. I'm not like an entirely rude asshole like a lot of my Jersey and New York, yeah. And you and me. you
1: know your way around like the the vibe here. You like you like relax. You wear like the sandals. You know how to like chill out.
0: That was a big that was a big shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. That that happened. That didn't happen until about four years I was here. Like that happened. I moved here in 2009. That was like 2013. I'm like, you know what? I'll start doing the sandals and sweatshirt look. That's, That's this, weird. There's something to that. It's weird actually being from here
1: because I feel like when I go around the country, because I do that a lot, right? Like I visit places that normally you don't vacation to even like just like random towns in the middle of America. And like everybody is always so enamored with the way that I am because I'm like an alien to everybody because I'm I say like a lot. I like am like easy breezy. I wear light fabrics
0: <laughs> that breathe. light fabrics that those Hawaiian <laughs> yeah. shirts are. They're breathable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, loud shirts. Like that's me, right? Uh but everybody else that I travel with is also from California, but I just I feel like I feel like there's not many people, at least in the YouTube zone, who are really repping that California vibe. But the actual vibe is pretty like accurate. Like there's a lot of T V shows about California. Like all the like nineties shows into the two thousands, O. C. Buffy, Full House like, San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, Melrose Place, all that stuff. It's like all right. Yeah, that's all, like, right where I live, like, within 20, 30 miles of my, like, birthplace. And, like, visually, pretty solid. Like, politics of high school, pretty good. Uh, There's a lot more people who aren't white in real life, uh, (laughs) which is a weird part of the TV shows that they don't get into a lot. But it's a good, good, like, this part of the country really does feel like a mixing pot.
0: It's pretty good. I I would say that, and... I, 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 before I get into a quick story about, I had to defend California's honor. you be, you'll be, you'll be happy to hear this story. Soon. I love this. Already. Um yeah. I'm like, I'm a Jersey guy, but now you know, I'm an adopted California, so, especially San Diego. San Diego is a very transient. City, A lot of military people. People move yeah. uh, from other parts of California, parts of the country to San Diego. It's hard to find a lot of people that are from San Diego originally. But one of the reasons why – this is going to sound silly. I first visited San Diego in 2008 when I came out for Comic-Con. But I always thought I'd like San Diego because of the show Three's Company. <laughs> and, and Three's Company takes place <laughs> in San Diego. You. They go yeah. to the zoo in the intro of the show, right? And it that just seemed like zoo. a peaceful, chill environment. Yeah, And when I visited in, in 2008, I got a rental car. I spent three four, I spent about four days in San Diego. Then I did two or three days in LA because I thought about moving to LA. And then I, I didn't really like LA nearly as much as San Diego. I don't, so think I, you would be,
1: I don't think you would be happy in LA. Are you happy in LA? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I, am, I am, but I feel like it takes about 25 years to learn how to live in LA.
0: Okay, I don't have that sort of time. I'll be dead in 25 years. Yeah, that's years. what
1: I'm saying. I feel like to but, really get it, you really have to live here.
0: <laughs> but well, I don't like New York City. I'm not like i hu- I'm not a fan of huge, huge cities. I know LA's not as big as New York City, but I like the size of San Diego's downtown because it's manageable. You actually can drive through it. That's what I like, you know. And yeah. we'll make we'll make a wrong turn, and end up somewhere. I might be killed. Eh, there's some bad parts of San Diego though. But anyway, nobody
1: even nobody even goes downtown in LA. It's like not the spot. It's like pretty haunted, like at night, like nobody's around. There's a few little hipster zones. It's kind of like whatever. There's like a burgeoning scene, but. It's the neighborhoods. L.A. is like flatlands. It's like not what you think. It's like, imagine what you do in a city on foot. Like, that's what you do in L.A. in a car, and it's like ten times the size. Like, that's that's how it works. In oh, my, okay. Yeah, in my mind.
0: All right. So, the, my story about knowing that San Diego was a magical city, at least to me, was yeah. I have my rental car here, which I ended up scratching. Shh, spoilers. Don't tell the <laughs> rental company. I scratched it in, the, in uh, I think, uh, the garage of the... Oh, no, that was when I came back the next year. I'm sorry. I didn't buy my place 2008, 2009. Anyway, so I had a rental car. I'm driving around the Point Loma Ocean Beach area, uh, the peninsula here. And so I turned down the street, and it was, like, out of a movie because the sun was setting, right? So you get that, like, orange glow. And I see this, like like gorgeous like hopefully college-aged woman hopefully she <laughs> hopefully was that 41, old so,
1: hopefully 41 so, years old and just she, looking really good yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so she's she's like rollerblading with like a dog with her like or she was on a skateboard or rollerblading, i forget but she had a dog on a leash you know wet next to her, like a bulldog right in the street and i'm like this is out of a movie this scene <laughs> yeah. beautiful woman she's on like a skateboard or you like, I think, I think, I actually I think yeah. I actually think it was like roller skates. I think it was roller skates, if not roller With the I've dog arrived. and it was like one of those things that like they would have filmed for the intro of three's company. Yeah. Like they would've they would have filmed that for like here's a San Diego setting. Yeah. So so at that point I'm like, okay, this is a cool place to live. At that point, I'm like, this is cool. I I could I'm down with this. I'm yeah, down it with-
1: really does it really does come through on the promise of being that like sort of palm tree beach zone. This whole SoCal area. And it's fine. Fa- I mean like you are very far away from me physically right now, and we both if like only are pretty we can much together. Yeah, I, I wish I could just reach right through,
0: <laughs> right through the webcam.
1: Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I feel like that's it. I feel like L.A. Growing up in L.A. is exactly what you think. It, it's a lot more multicultural than people realize. I think most of the time, that's the one big difference. But it's like everything is spread out. Everybody like plans to do like one or two things in a day because you have to like drive everywhere. It's stressful. Like a lot of stuff happens in cars that you would normally do in your apartment. A lot of yeah. the,
0: what happens in cars that you would normally do in your like apartment, the like news, try to leave. Like you the, mean, like, like get
1: the news? Like maybe you eat breakfast. Like you might take a call or two per day in the car. Like I like I talked to you the other day. You were like, "Come be on the podcast." I was in the car.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that's you guys got to get on that mass transit thing. You got to get the Elon Musk. Dig those tunnel it. holes. We're,
1: he's digging it he's digging a big ass hole. He's doing it. There's more trains opening. I actually there's a train that's actually convenient to me now that has opened since I've moved to this apartment.
0: It's like LA is only about hundred and fifty years uh back from the rest of the world getting, you know, trains going and subway you know, systems. It's the
1: big three, baby. They came in and they t- they took out they took out the, it's it's the plot of uh of uh what's that? The uh, who framed Roger Rabbit. Is
0: that what that it happened? is? Yeah, <laughs> So maybe in 50 years we'll have a working subway system that on par with New York City. I or... get on it.
1: I get on it. I don't know about on par. I like that's because if people don't know,
0: there is like a semi-subway in LA. Except it's it, it's it only goes to certain areas. You can't like and like unlike New York City where you can get to absolutely anywhere from anywhere. You can't do that in LA. There's, what if I told you in the last year you can go
1: from Santa Monica Pier to downtown LA on without getting off a train?
0: Oh, you can now.
1: Okay, without getting, without even changing lines. So that's pretty new. That's like recent, but it's tapping it. It's popping off.
0: So they're they're finally getting there. Then my taxes will only go up a thousand dollars every month yeah. from that.
1: Yo, so, look, so I'm so happy that. to live in this. I'm happy to live in this state for now. Let's let. us i am good. I'm gonna I'm gonna chill till everything blows over, and then I'm but and then before
0: I'm, before before the the sea rises another hundred feet, and we're all doomed.
1: Yeah, in twenty years.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, what did the, what did the UN say? 2030, sort of like we gotta get our shit together before 2030, or else that's yeah. it, game over. Yeah, yeah. I saw we're gonna get the people. Oh, you guys are liberals from California. Now I, I, I try to follow science a little bit, and I trust people that know more than me if they're supposed to be a specialist, and that's just how I have to roll. Yeah. I can't pretend I know more than people that have grown up and gone to college and gotten doctorates and these stuff, in these things. But there was one scary thing that I saw on Twitter about. One
1: uh, scary thing on Twitter, that's it? Well, well one scary
0: thing that al- <laughs> alarmed me. Like, the 2030 thing from the UN is like, yeah, I kind of know. That's pretty alarming, yeah. I, I kind of know if, you, if climate change is, is we were contribute to it, and it's pretty real. At this point, you'd be kind of stupid not to. I hate to say, you're stupid not to think that something's happening. Something's yeah. happening. When I hear people say, oh, yeah, I don't remember wearing shorts Christmas Eve four years in a row back east i'm like yep that's uh yeah that didn't happen in the 80s yeah, I don't or the remember 60s
1: five hurricanes yeah. happening in one year you yeah know? last like, year it was it pretty
0: bad if and, and that's why you know we, we decided to you know we did the cha- we, we switched the charity event last year uh, to americare just because we're like this is insane i remember yeah. there being a major hurricane when i was in grade school there'd be a major hurricane maybe like once every three years every four yeah. years one that would like wipe out an entire you know seaboard coast now it's like oh there was like four in a row yeah, It's, it's a like, Roland Emmerich the? movie now. It's Jake like Jake yeah, It's, exactly, it's out. a Roland Emmerich movie. We're laughing, but it, that's that's it's scary. There's nothing I, else to do but laugh. What are we going to do? I'd rather, oh, but the point is, I'd rather overreact, overreact, and want to find a solution and be wrong about it versus pretending nothing's happening and then die. I'd you rather, know, just like that's
1: get a, yeah, I feel you. I'd rather <laughs> just get a breakfast burrito. Like,
0: <laughs> but the one alarming thing I saw was there was a study done. Uh, they they were going into these biomes, like in like these. Um, uh, Rainforest type areas, like in Puerto Rico and other parts, and they were measuring the amount of insects that were there. And the it, from nineteen, I think it was from like nineteen seventy-seven to now, so like forty years. Within forty years, in these parts that they looked at, the amount of insects had depleted in some of these places by like there was like sixty times less insects that they were capturing. In like they put out like these glue nets. That's there so was many sixty times less. That's so, because, so, so that's that means basically an end to a food chain. So if there's no insects, that means there's no lizards to eat them and reptiles. That means there's no birds to feast on all of them. And they said, oh, there was like this, like I think it's like a Puerto Rican green bird that 40 years ago, they were all over the place. They could barely spot them 40 years later. They were just there. Was just they couldn't exist anymore because there's no insects. So something's going on where the insects are like, you know what? I'm not going to have as many babies. I can't survive. Probably the climate changing. You know, and and that might seem like oh, who cares? They're just bugs. But that's that affects the entire ecosystem. And the that's fact-
1: your completely unnecessary Stakem's existential moment of dread of the day.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I'm serious though. When people feel like oh, most of the bumblebees are dying out, most of the honeybees. That's that's you should be. You should be having nightmares over that. For people to be in, looking into those sort of things.
1: Yeah, haven't you seen uh, what's that movie called with, by M. Night Shyamalan? Uh, oh, oh, where the,
0: where the plants yeah, fight
1: back? Where everybody walks backwards? Yeah, and they like feed themselves to the tractors and stuff. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and they don't know what, uh, the uh, happening. The happening is the name of that movie.
0: Oh, here when you Wikipedia about bees dying out, the first question people also ask: Can we live without bees? Uh, No, and the answer is bees perform a task that is vital to the survival of agriculture pollination in fact one third of our global food supply is pollinated by bees simply put bees keep plants and crops alive without bees humans wouldn't have very much to eat and they're dying out like this is not alarmist stuff this is happening like right now get ready to eat
1: gel people
0: it's happening. 're already eat like, that synthetic protein that you see in sci-fi movies when they wake up from a from a comatose slumber after it's called, six years.
1: Ironically, it's actually called Soylent somehow. Is it really? It's they they, they rye, got away with a, that? In a wry twist of fate, there is a real product that you can buy called Soylent. Go buy it. It's, it turns you right into a soy boy, though. So if you start drinking it, you're going to start talking about climate change. So, so if you so, see a <laughs>
0: bee, hug, hug, hug your bees today. I mean, seriously, you should be planning – Things that uh, encourage bees, like when I see bees out in the front, my front lawn, I'm like, holy shit! Like this, is, these guys are great. Let's get more let's just, stuff planted. Let's just for bees.
1: make the bee the new dog. If I, everybody can just buckle down and have like a bee farm, get a little situation. We, there's these bees in Mexico that don't even sting you.
0: Oh, really? Not, not the Africanized one that have eaten the other bees? And
1: <laughs> no, there's this. There's these little. There's a little community of bees. I forget what they're called. I wish I could like be worldly and bring the name up. But it's bee like be worldly. Like, it's like something from like all the way back to like the Mayan civilization. They've been like having these bees and it's like the best honey in the world. I just watched it on Netflix. It's real. It's good. Just
0: raise some bees. The bumblebees is actually the first bee in the continental U.S. to be listed as endangered. By... So when I grew up, bumblebees were all over the place. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they were everywhere. Like I get stung like once a year as a kid, right? Yeah. My cat would try to swat at him. Our cat Mocha would have a clown... It looked like a clown hand. We, we thought this hand, his paw was broken. No, he got he got stung, so his paw blew up. He didn't care. It was adorable. We have pictures of his His <laughs> paw was like 10 <laughs> times the size of his other paw. It was adorable. The whole point is that if I went back to Jersey, I wonder if I'd see that many bees anymore. Like, I'd hope to no. see bees. I hope I, so. I,
1: I, I hope I hope to see one someday again.
0: <laughs> I, I miss the bees. I, I, hey, we just need him to survive and have food to eat. You well, know, no- <laughs> I,
1: I literally live in LA. I live in like... a like a cloud of brown like air <laughs> death air like i was in london and i was like what's wrong with my lungs and i was like i thought london is like one of the worst like air quality cities in the world And I was like, no your no, your your lungs are actually like feeling relief right now like you're you're like my your lungs aren't like hurting they're like breathing
0: <laughs> oh, I'm getting proper airflow through yeah. my lungs. They're actually get my lungs aren't used to operating at 100% capacity. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Do you think that's really a thing? Like you, you don't breathe as well in LA?
1: No, definitely not. If I mean I'm I'm pretty all right. I'm outside of the like main center, I guess. But LA's literally in a basin. It's flat all around it. has no water and we just get like
0: air out. It's air just trapped there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we're just like shooting it right into the air. It's crazy. You can literally visually see it if you think to look for it like even from like with the naked eye from like approach to the city
0: you could just see all the smog
1: it's like a big brown like it looks like uh you know the new iPhone like it's like a big brown <laughs> like like circle shield like the simpsons movie over la <laughs>
0: So what are you guys gonna get all the electric cars to counteract that? You guys gotta. I'm trying.
1: I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best to save up to someday buy a car. We're we're gonna. We're gonna see. I have a car now, but at least get a
0: Honda Civic. Something gets like forty miles a gallon. You know. Yeah, I got
1: a Toyota now. I'm doing good. I got one of those Scion box cars.
0: Oh, the Scion box cars. Those are funny. They still make those with the little hamsters on the commercial. No, no,
1: they don't make them anymore. But my car company keeps calling me to try and buy that off of me
0: they want your sign why are they like collectibles now are they they i saw cool. those commercials with those rats in the car like 2 years ago
1: yo that's the kia soul i almost bought one of those oh that's the, the that's the kia soul
0: okay i'm yeah, sorry
1: the back door of that car is so stupid i it, i don't i'm not going to get into this but that that's that's, what, that's it was it was a close race between the xb and the kia soul and i went with the xb because of the back door
0: the sign they stopped making 2 years ago yeah there's a little boxy little car okay yeah. So you have one of those. Okay. Yeah, mine, I think the, the paint color
1: on it. Yeah, I think it's called Shit Brown is the color. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think Toyota's still making some of these models. It's a Toyota company, right? Yeah. So, all right, well, there you go. Maybe, it's a, maybe, it's a, maybe people like to put them on, you know, they like to do them up with the dubs and the sound systems, I like guess. I don't know. Hell, yeah. Is that a thing? I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like kind of hood to have a Scion. Scions are like the teen car. When, I, when they came out when I was in high school, they were like, yo, get a Scion. Like it was like that was the vibe.
0: It's gonna be a classic car in twenty five years. going to be like I got the two thousand thirteen Cyan XB. Yeah, that's like <laughs>
1: well, I have the I have the twenty fourteen.
0: So oh well, that's you know, that's <laughs> the better model. Yeah. <laughs> what size, what size rims you got? You got those twenty eight inch rims? What do you got? On those? Actually,
1: really? somebody stole one of my rims for real. Like, <laughs> pretty, pretty really? Recently. Yeah. I was I wasn't in L A when they stole it, but somebody stole it.
0: You gotta put the lock on. You know the lock the. Rim locks? No, yeah, it's, rim it's, lock.
1: it's it's stand. I didn't like put rims on my car. Just somebody just jacked my like basic ass rim. I don't they, know why they, they, they want. They
0: jacked that. your plastic rims, your chrome yeah.
1: rims. Yeah, I need to go get. I need to order one. They're they're kind of a hard, they're kind of hard to get.
0: Someone someone find someone rip off someone else's Zion rim and give it to to Alex. Come yeah, on,
1: send it in. If, if 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 anything comes from this, please, for me sharing this story on this podcast, please, somebody send me their rims. <laughs>
0: Pay it forward. If steal someone a else's, Scion, and they got to steal. Love it. They got to steal someone else's. Every sign ha- only has three rims yeah. at, at one point. Somebody's in time.
1: gonna give me back my own rim. <laughs> they're gonna find in the black the market. Yeah,
0: they're gonna have an autograph by you. Yeah. So anyway, so what, what, was, what was I say? Oh, yeah, I defended California. The reason I bring this up is because when I went to Retropalooza, um, I had the you know twenty minute ride shuttle ride from the airport back to the hotel. And I had the same driver from the year before, a guy who's from San Diego. Amazing. And the reason I remember that is because it was a very awkward argument slash discussion I was trying to have with someone from Green Bay that had visited the year before. It was about a 50, you know, 55-year-old blonde woman from Green Bay who was in town to see the the Packers play Dallas with her, like, you know, probably, like, 28-year-old daughter. And uh we brought up California because she asked. I was in the back, minding my own minding my own business. Because I go to like once I get to the fall, I'm doing a convention almost every other week for like for like eight weeks.
1: I hear that. I'm it's, with you on that.
0: And it takes a lot out of you. And I've been doing it for years now, so I'm like minding my own business. But she asked, "Oh, where are you from?" To the driver, the driver's like, "Oh, I'm from San Diego." And then this woman starts going off on California and saying Me. about, "Oh, we're all just you know a bunch of just you know ultra liberals and." You know, you you, got, you guys are bad and all this stuff, and I'm just sitting there back. I'm like, oh my god, am I really gonna have this conversation with this crazy woman? This You're, crazy woman I from I have Green to Bay?
1: actually be from California now,
0: and I <laughs> and I actually had defend the honor of California and be like, you know what, California is a big state. There's a lot of people in California. There's various different regions of California geographically and demographically. Northern California is different than San Francisco, which is different from you know. Um, different from LA area different from San Diego. California you really can divide up into like four like kind of like four areas really even though that, that oh, those, yeah. those idiots want to try to like have they want to do be I think three yeah. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. <laughs> but I'm just saying you could though. I mean in theory you probably could if it wasn't all established with bureaucracy and you know if this was 150 years ago you could have done that. But I'm trying to tell her that like there's parts of San Diego that are like more conservative than others. San Diego itself is very moderate. We have a Republican mayor. We have a lot it's of military. military town. Yeah, yeah. So we're not right wing. We're not left wing. We're, we're somewhere in the middle, which is kind of where most of the country really is. And she didn't want to hear it. She said, well, you guys got to speak up more. You got to let us know what's going on. I love thinking about, oh, my God, I'm going to have this conversation.
1: Speak up more about L.A.? What, no, like, just, or, what do you want to know? About,
0: uh, just about like that. We're not all these like, I guess, you know, because when you watch like cable news and Fox, they always focus on like the, 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 the extremists yeah. about, well, look at these people that are, you know, sh- shouting down free speech and, you know, the, the people that wear like vaginas on their heads and things like that. And so yeah. by people watching that, they think that's everyone in California is like that. It's like, so
1: crazy how few people in California are like – if you just drive out of L.A., like, uh, there's, a, there's a part called the – what is it called? The grapevine? Where you, like, go and it's, like, mountainous roads and mountainous sure. roads. And then you're out and you're on the five and you're in, like, the farmland now.
0: Yeah. There's Bigfoot the, country. Northern California. Yeah, you this. the Sierras, even, right?
1: Before you even get out of that area and into the farmland, you're out of the bubble. You're out of the, like, little liberal bubble of L.A., the Sodom
0: the, 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 the Sodom terrible, of the of the uS the, yes. the Sodom of the u.S. But, uh, yeah. but that's what I was trying to explain or it's, I'm, I'm trying to explain that when like when these elections happen, it's not like five percent of a state votes one way or the other. It's usually like the mo- most split you're going to have is like 60, 40, 65, 35. you still have a you still right. have tens of millions of people that probably agree with you somewhat and, and some respect so you can't i start trying to just t- t- say to her as a life lesson you can't lump everyone together and think we're this monolith of thought that's not how we are you yeah. know and she just didn't want to hear it she just didn't want generally, to
1: generally like generally like the non-extremist liberal position is just like you know like understanding f- freedom peace and love like who's like who's got a problem with that who's like trying to like shout that down Nobody well, really like that's not the problems that people have with liberals is that they're like trying to do right for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's not the that's it's, not the feature of this belief system that people take no, to. no,
0: it's always that they think that people are going too far in, in their pursuit of that. But that's always like this, you know, minority uh, that that is going too far. Over right. Like the extremists. Like I always say, it's always like the 5% on both sides that are probably, you just got to try to ignore them or, or m- make it seem like, yeah, that those people are just always going to be kind of loony. That's just, there's yeah. always going to be loonies.
1: And I get like, I get pretty political on Twitter. and I was going to bring like a, that
0: up. And you get pretty political, but you don't get extreme. I wouldn't say like, oh, Alex is some some hippie liberal extremist. No, you're not.
1: No. I just talk about what I care about online. And because of that fact, and the fact that like, I'm not just like... An average 30 year old Like I do have people who Like judge my tweets You know what I mean Like people come online And share how they feel Regardless of whether or not They should even Be speaking from a place Of expertise about the topic Like they always come To weigh in And that'd be like If I was going online Like that The the way that lady's thinking Is just like If I was to go online And be like Every Republican is in the KKK It like it doesn't make sense Like it's no. not It's not logical It's not A realistic situation but so, really, that's the problem. Is people just don't know how to talk. Like that lady was just feeling threatened by something that you were doing or saying, or that the cab or the Uber driver was saying. No, I think like, she. No.
0: I think she was just. She was the brainwash. Like I think she was the cult of personality. Like she was. She's. She was like, okay, here's the person that will never have their mind changed about, or doesn't want to have their mind changed. This is who they are, and that's it. And there are some people like that. Her daughter was horrified. Her daughter was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. And so this year, the driver, once I told him the story, he remembered, he's like, he like, oh, my God. The, the daughter came up to him afterwards in the hotel and apologized profusely for her mother. <laughs> and, and I felt like saying to him, she, sh- she should apologize to me because the woman was attacking me.
1: Yeah, she's like, was she, like she, your homeland sucks. <laughs> she's like, you're just some
0: like, you know, liberal, you know, hippie extremist, which is funny. It's a good thing about, the, the great thing about people is that if they think they know what you are and their mind can't be changed about it or they don't want to be changed, you're 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 never like, well, you're some nuanced uh, moderate. It's never that with anchors. It's always you're either yeah. some right-wing extremist or you're some you're some left-wing liberal. And I've been called both online by the way. I've been called absolutely both. So, it's like I'm used to that, but it never happened in person like that to my face. Like that that's something that You know, you hear about that happening, but I saw it in person ever. And and and, and I sort of got disheartened by that because I was actually actually trying to have, like, a real conversation with her and and try to be understanding, try to explain my side. And she was just like, I was just like, all right, dude, watch your fucking football game with your daughter who's embarrassed.
1: That's what a lot of people want to talk to to me about when I'm in some place like, you know, a little bit less, uh, you know, liberal is, like, just based on how I act, how I talk, they are like, hey, like, you know, like... Why aren't you out of love? In like stuff like that.
0: <laughs> Why aren't you making your tie dye shirts?
1: Yeah, Alex. Well, How come you're not? Where's your tofu? Flowers together. Why don't you <laughs> stick a flower in my gun, dude? Why have, don't you even... have you had
0: people say that? Something similar. <laughs> no. Not exactly
1: that. I'm obviously doing a bit, but like, just like going into a bar, sometimes it's like not chill to be like, "Hey, what's it? like?" I don't even think I really sound that much like a freaking, you know, beach bum dude all the time you
0: have a southern california accent but it's not like, extreme but you have yeah
1: I, I don't i'm not like hey dude, like come on dude, like what are you doing here man
0: <laughs> you know the valley accent yeah you know which does exist i mean i've heard oh my god people, it's I've right heard, there i've heard yeah. people from the valley that have that like, oh my god like i've heard it and girls it's like, like half like, the people I have the that i see
1: yeah that's that's the la accent is like slowly becoming just like the, like, sort of, like, stereotypical gay accent is just, like, the L.A. accent now.
0: Oh, they're sort of blending together? Is that what you, just you that, think?
1: Just that, like, it's like hair. Like, this, like, surf bro's, like, getting hair from, like, this side. He's getting hair. He's getting hair. And then, like, you're also, like, coming at it from this side. Like, it's both sides.
0: <laughs> There's, like, a concentric circle they're of like, accents ah! going on.
1: It's, like, all just going back to the back of your throat. But uh <laughs> it's funny. Like... I always get so I always get so puzzled by people like this and how they want to just tell you what you are and stuff like that because in real life like if somebody's mad at you right and you want them to not be mad at you anymore and you want to like resolve the conflict right talking to your friends about how mad you are at each other all the time and never speaking to each other again is not how you solve an argument with somebody you know what I mean like no. if i if you cross me and I let you know that i don't want to speak to you anymore. I'm mad at you. And I go home and I feel bad. You go home, you feel bad. You're like, I didn't do anything wrong. If I never speak to you again, I'm never even going to find out how you felt about it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so that's why I never understand why people don't want to even even hear it from you. Like,
0: you know what I mean? I don't know. Well, it's sort of a lack of empathy that we've sort of... Uh, well, social media doesn't help with that, but we, we're we're at this sort of moment in time where people aren't even concerned how potentially other people feel about something like that. That's not even, it doesn't matter to them that even if you disagree on something that people's emotions about something don't matter. Like, so say there's like, I don't know, say uh hot topic, button issue. Number one. All right. Hot topic, button, hot button, whatever issue I might disagree with you on it, but I can at least acknowledge how you feel about it to be valid to your experience. Even though I don't agree with your rationale for feeling that way. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I've talked to you for years. I suddenly don't think you're totally crazy and wrong about everything in your life. Mm -hmm. Like there must be some reason why you feel this way. Maybe I can at least get some insight.
0: Yes. People have different experiences, upbringing that form how they feel about political issues, social issues. It's not, it's almost never in a vacuum. So, I could disagree with someone on gun rights or on abortion. I'm not even saying which way I'm swinging on those issues. But in me disagreeing, I should still have the ability to understand where someone's position is and hear yeah. that out and give them the respect to hear out their position. If not, we can never even try to come to a common understanding about what we can do in order to bridge these sort of gaps. And, are we and ever going to get, get back to talking that, about fun shit? Yeah, and I, and I fear that we can't even... There's there's less less people that are even attempting to bridge any sort of any any sort of like argument and be like okay we we disagree on this where do we at least agree on sort of a common a common outcome even if we don't agree on how we get there and I don't I don't even see us having a common outcome anymore on some of these things which is so yeah. bizarre to me because they do exist they absolutely exist but I but I think they get lost in all the fervor. And, and in all the uh, tribalism, which is the you know the, the cool word of the, of the past five years, but that, I think that's what it is that we came and say, okay, let's just set aside the, the BS and be like, okay, where do we want to end up? Where, how do you want to get there? How do I want to get there? Is there some way we can work this out the, and try to get there is, together?
1: The problem is nowadays it's so much easier not to not to think, not well, not to face the same people you saw yesterday, like. When I was a kid, right, like I didn't get a cell phone until I was like eighteen years old, right. Like I lived my entire youth, my entire childhood, I did not have a cell phone. And I, I didn't get one
0: like, till I was twenty four.
1: Like yeah, still, <laughs> like that's a that's a mind blow, right? Like, yeah. like I, but also I'm younger than you. Like when when I turned eighteen, like getting a cell phone like changed my entire. Meaning, It was, like, already kind of a – well, it wasn't a smartphone. It was still one of those, like, Nokia –
0: But you still could text your friends. Yeah, you could text oh, that, your friends. That was a huge deal, texting. Pretty
1: soon you could go o- online. OMG,
0: happy face.
1: Yeah. And, you know, as everything gets globalized, everything's happening, people can just go to the people that agree with them instead of going back to school the next day and talking to the same people that you have to see. And if you don't – you know, if you don't have that impetus to, like, settle your disputes with the people around you because – you have to be around them. There's no reason for you to ever go back. You that's, don't have to face your own mistakes or solve any problems that you create because you can just go to somebody else and talk to them. And well, you don't even have to know anybody's real names.
0: No, and, and that's something I brought I brought up with other people in past podcasts is that the internet and social media makes it easier for people of like-mindedness to congeal and to form like their own cocoon of identity and thought. So – they can stay they can be sort of like be in like their their um their idealistic cave right they can live there they don't have to venture outside of that they've already developed their their whole structure their online identity it's it's set that's different than like when you go up when you go into a college classroom in theory or a high school classroom and you actually have debates with the people around you like i grew up having debates with people in college classrooms and in high school like you that, the, debate, the debate team was great about that. It would teach you. You would say, okay, even if you don't agree with the subject you're going to debate, you have to argue in favor of the side that you don't even necessarily agree with personally. You have to at least form thoughts about these things. Just yeah. teaching you how to at least engage in discussion. And I feel that we're, we're, we're leaving that behind because now even, it's not even debate. Now it's just, well, fuck you. My side won and your side did It's didn't. like
1: who has the money and who can trick the most people?
0: That's part like, of it, but I think it's also who controls the message because the right. truth the truth isn't even what's at stake anymore it's like well what's the narrative about this event that's going on you know people that-
1: for people forget that the entire country of America was built upon people who didn't really fully agree with each other oh, sitting no. down getting pissed drunk and like hashing it out and figuring out like like you're your shit is dumb like how do i how do we fix this like all right like (laughs) let's draw you know what let's actually like draw like a chart up let's like you know what let's sign this this is good we'll we'll do this Let's, let's make this like that's that's what happened yeah that would never happen now they would just all go to their own forum and like tell each other how bad everybody was and everybody there would be like oh my god i can't believe they were so rude it's like yeah. crazy
0: there was there was huge disagreements when they drew up the declaration of independence and the constitution between the founding fathers that wasn't just like okay cool all right we can break for lunch now we got this, fi- this same go- team we America. got this government figured out in like yeah. an hour and a half this is great no no no, no. there was some i mean the, the whole the whole huge debate between alexander hamilton and, and thomas jefferson about well we can It should be an agricultural society oh no we have to you know industrialize a little bit and have finance and there was all, but they were all friends though at some level they had to work together yeah, well, until Amber shot Hamilton, but whatever. That was I the- <laughs> don't
1: agree with my friend. But that's perfect. That's exactly a proof of, that's proof of concept. Like, I, I have so many friends that I disagree with, and it's a point of pride now. And I go online, and I, and I try and teach people how to behave, and I try and, like, rail against bad behavior that I see online. And that's how it started a couple years ago when I, like, first started being open about that online. And now I just feel like I'm taking out the recycling. Like I'm not gonna change the world. I'm not gonna fix the environment, but I, you know, I'm gonna recycle.
0: Well, you you do what you can do on a smaller level. So I think that's key. I, I feel like you've done something kind of similar to what E and I have done. Is we've sort of uh, cultivated a fan base that's more open to thinking more critically about things. And the one thing about E and I is that we might agree on some topics, but there's ones that we totally don't, and we come at from different angles. So. We try to set an example, and that's not what we set out to do, but I think we've created an example of this is how we have a civil conversation, even if we disagree with things. And, and I'm not saying it hasn't gotten heated at time between Ian and I, because it definitely has. Earlier this year, it, it definitely has on a couple should. issues. But we're still friends, and we're not, we don't think each other is a piece of shit because we disagree. You know, you know that, And I think we have to get back to that point where <laughs> you're, allowed to, you're allowed to disagree with someone. Like That's okay to do that. Yeah. We're all, it's totally fine.
1: It works out. You like get a good little like hug it out bitch moment at the end and it's all good.
0: <laughs> for real. We, we just all gotta have, at the out, end, end of the day, we all have con- common motivations. We want to have a you know a happy life for ourselves and our friends and our loved ones and our families. Absolutely. We, we want to keep most of what we earn. I think no one's like I, most people don't want to give all that they have to the government. I mean we no. well, you know. I'm, most I'm ta- people don't most people shouldn't have to. Yeah. And so that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like, yeah, most people are okay paying taxes they don't want to pay too much taxes like that's okay that's reasonable yeah get back to the reasonable side of this you know, yeah. it's like yeah I'm, 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 i can be for gun ownership and not want to see high school shootings every other week like that's exactly that i think it's like most people are on it's that page okay, problems. Cool. how do we solve that you know
1: gun ownership is like 50 different questions more a yeah. 100 different questions it's not just like do you like school shootings
0: <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> no, I don't like school shootings. Well, you're not going to take my guns. Well, that's yeah, not what you're I was asking. For my
1: cold dead hands. Yeah, that's you not fucking not, we, we can yeah. solve
0: this without marching everyone's house and taking you know your guns away from you. We can solve this, yeah. and p- people don't even want to go there though. They're afraid of uh, relinquishing, or people are, are, I think, are afraid of admitting that they could even be a little bit wrong about something. That they can't admit that. You know, I might have been wrong about this. Maybe there's a so a common sense solution here. Like, they want to, they're just like, no, they're digging your heels, buyer's remorse, whatever you want to say. People are sort of stuck with their pride, I think, a lot of times about things. And, but you know um, what the
1: good news is? Is what's that good news? strangers are still receptive. Like, in the end. Like, I do this a lot online. I do it less now because I'm starting to get old and it, tires me
0: you're you're starting to get older you start we'll get into burnout a little in a little bit but go on yeah
1: it's just (laughs) emotional labor to do it as much as i used to do it a couple years ago but like when i when there's like a political issue hot button political issue something big that shakes the nation a sandy hook you know what i mean like a big deal and there's a lot to talk about i'll say something online that's like you know reflective of my inner political beliefs right sure like what i what i just feel you know what i mean And I will go at people who are like, oh, so like I'm like a rural like farmer and I have to like go out and shoot my dinner sometimes. So you want me to starve to death? And I'm like, (laughs) wait, wait, what? (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, no. And I like go in and it's not because necessarily want to change that person's mind. Sometimes they eventually get to the point where they're they're stopped calling me names for a few minutes to be like. Okay, like I get it, like I understand what you're saying, okay, you' trying to set like, that, you're
0: trying to set that example for you and your and your and the and the people that follow you
1: yeah I, I i just want people who are like lurking on my threads to see that that type of behavior and 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 you know I say things like, listen, like I'm not a pol- like a I'm not in political office, like I have no reason to be less forthright about my personal political beliefs because I'm not here to represent my constituents, I'm not here to represent thousands and thousands of people with different opinions, I can just speak freely about how I feel. If I was going to the Senate or the to Congress to make a law, you know, I am expecting to run into somebody who completely disagrees with me, thinks I'm Hitler and wants to, like, you know, throw me in jail on the other side of the, you know, on the other side of the aisle, right? Like, that's where it's at in terms of rhetoric these days, you know? Put this guy in jail. This guy shouldn't have his job. This guy's a monster, you know? Every mm-hmm. time. And... In the end, like, when the government's working, you're supposed to, like, have that discussion and then, like, come together and, like, shake hands on, like, a middle... You know, like, a compromise.
0: If the government and so, was working, I wouldn't have to know about all this shit going on to this extent. Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. And so when people are like, you want to steal my guns, I'm like, no, I don't want to steal your guns. I wish I could live in a society free of guns personally because I don't like violence, but, like, I don't. I also don't want to infringe on the rights of others. And when people who I disagree with... You know, but yet I still respect as human beings. Tell me, there's some ways to use guns that are good, and you know, protection is like logical, and like sport is fun, like with proper responsibility and care. Like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to get rid of my guns that I want to get rid of today because I don't think that it's ever going to happen. So I don't think that's a realistic thing. But you know, it's good to have both viewpoints because the thing that happens in the middle ends up being sensible.
0: So what well, you said it was in totally reasonable, moderate. And you're still of people that call you like a liberal scum, so at that at that point, people can either realize that they're they're the ones that aren't being rational about listening to people, or I don't know what else to say at that point. Yeah, so, you
1: have to be willing to talk to the other side.
0: Yeah, and, and like I said before, I I talked I spoke talk about this with uh with uh with Calm Moriarty about even if you approach like I I have people I I have friends that have you know really left wing beliefs, and i sure. and I'm and I'm somewhere. I'm between center-left and center-right, depending on what issue you're talking about. Me too. Uh, you me know, too, when, to it, when, it comes, when it comes to the issue. So I, I pull them a little closer. They pull me a little closer to their viewpoint. And that's really Hello. what Hello. it's about. Hello. Oh, someone's leaving a message. That's bizarre. Hello. I should have I a, unplugged it.
1: You. <laughs> you have a 90s voicemail machine in your house?
0: That was you like the ghost change. calling. Uh, you, you want a landline just in case of the zombie apocalypse and the cell just phone towers George go George
1: Costanza s- sneaks in to steal the tape. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what was i saying before i got interrupted so the whole you're talking is about that,
1: left friends yeah
0: so but i'm sure i'm i'm sure we both appreciate it that we can have the conversations and we pull each other a little bit closer to at least understanding of each other doesn't yeah. mean it doesn't mean i want to flip and all of a sudden oh my god you know I, i'm gonna become a communist tomorrow no but it, it, we come a little bit closer together about under, at least understanding okay this is a human being too and they have different beliefs in me we have, to yeah. work, we have to make this work as a society, and that's all.
1: Exactly, exactly. Like, look, I'm going to come out. I'm going to come out of the closet right now on abortion. Well? I'm for abortion, okay? I'm for it. Um, and, like, when somebody tells me I don't think babies should be killed, I'm like, you know, that makes sense to me. Like, you believe that this is a baby that's dying, and based on that, like, the fact that you are completely opposed to my viewpoint makes total sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not a crazy viewpoint to have, the complete opposite one of mine. There could be a reason why somebody has it. That's like understandable from my point of view. Like I'm not I'm not here to I'm not here to like rake everybody who's against me all across the coals. I
0: just want to talk. So you understand even though you disagree with it. You're like okay, I understand where you're coming from. Oh, I'm not like, even uh, trying
1: to convince you. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not even trying to convince you of my side. I'm just existing in the same reality as you with a different set of beliefs. Sure. And when we drink beer sometimes, it comes out and we talk about it a little bit. I'm not trying to kill you. You know, that's, that's it.
0: I don't think we ever had a drink together and an abortion came up before. I'm trying to think. But <laughs> well, I don't mean you. <laughs> well, we talked talk, about you. the bullshit of, of, of uh, creating content on, on, on the Internet and, you know, what's going to happen with the future of YouTube. Let me ask you this though, because you, you, you seem to be you—you uh, you exist on your own island when it comes to some things. But you also work alongside a partner, uh, Gerard yes. Khalil, when it comes to things. So he and he's—he, yeah—I've seen him sort of stay out of politics. So he doesn't mind if be like, okay, Alex. Has he ever said, hey, Alex, you're going a little too far here? You're stirring up trouble? Or, yeah, or yeah, it?
1: he does. Yeah, he of course he does. Okay. And, and 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 but but and, but I know Gerard really well. I can. I sit next to him on a couch and play video games with him literally every day for several hours. You're like, I've recorded thousands of hours of that online. It's there. Wow. You can go see it.
0: Thousands of hours next to Gerard on the couch.
1: If you think about it, it's really there. Thousands of hours of me and Gerard. Some of it's even been, like, thousands, hundreds of hours have been deleted off the internet of me just hanging out with them playing, like, games, right? Okay. I've spent time with Gerard eight years. I don't know, six years. I don't know how long it's been. It's It's a blur. But I can tell when the man is uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Like, I can tell... I mean, I feel like people, he's he's pretty good at broadcasting his emotions. But, like, when we're sitting on the couch talking and we're in a situation, like, where you're live, even, which is, like, even worse. Because even if it's 100 people, you're, like, stuck. Like, you can't maneuver out of something that goes too far. You know sure, what I mean? You, like,
0: have to, you, have to, you have to get out of it slowly. Yeah. You have to stop talking about
1: it. Well, I mean, you can. But you, like, if I say something, there's no way to, like, take it back. Like... Really. Like, I've said it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't edit it out.
0: So you're saying you've gotten... When you've been recording something live, you've gotten it political or social on stuff that uh, uh, Gerard's like, uh-oh. Like, what? Yeah,
1: and, and I think and I think to, at, at some point, like, I am conscious of it and I'm, like, respectful of, like, the fact that we both host this show and, like, he doesn't fully agree with me on everything. But he also knows that I'm here to challenge him a little bit and here to be a different person than Gerard and because of that we get to some pretty freaking weird places like I don't know how much you've watched of Beard Bros but like we don't talk about the game very much and you know we I'm a pretty out there type of dude and uh, just the places that we go in conversation is often just disgusting or bizarre or just super deep or we'll get somewhere very real and I think the reason that we get to those places is because we do the tilt like you tilt you got to tilt people out of that mm-hmm like, rhetoric zone. I think that's why that show... Uh, what's the chicken wing show is so good? Hot Ones. Chicken wing show? There's a chicken wing show? Yeah, there's a show where it's an interview show, but at the same... Every question, they eat... eat The host and the interviewer both eat a progressively, like, insanely spicy wing. You should go check it out. It's Can really we good.
0: get away from this shit? Like, like the fucking uh, uh, hot pepper gaming? Or... Well, here's,
1: well, here's why I think, it's good. You know how I think insult- it's good. You know
0: how insulted I was by that show? and I, I, I I'm, And I'm not... <laughs> And I'm not trying to disparage anyone who was involved with that concept, but to me that was sort of like when I when that Hot Pepper Gaming show came out, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I, like, oh, I is, hear you. Is this just sort of a, a show just so we can look at someone do a, a Wii review of someone, see them suffer, and then of course it gets tons of views? I'm just like, what the fuck?
1: Well, I think it's two things. I think it's two things, and I think I think Hot Ones succeeds at it more than Hot Pepper Gaming does because of what the show is. I've never like, seen Hot I,
0: Ones. Now I got to check it out.
1: Well, a game <laughs> review, a game review, it's hard to like get your life view as much like you're talking about a game when you're doing the hot pepper so you might get a more frank review you know which i think is funny and i'm not talking about your frank i mean like literally a more frank review uh of of the product because you know you're 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 shocked you get that endorphin rush you don't you're not thinking about your appearance and how people are seeing you as you're talking as much and I think that's what's so good about Hot Ones, the show, is that it tilts people out of their comfort zone. Of, okay, yes,
0: I'm talking about other it things. It tilts people out of their like sure. press
1: tour mentality kind of vibe. You oh, know? They,
0: they have they have celebrities. They've had Natalie Portman, Jeff Goldblum on this. Okay, yeah,
1: yeah. This is a good show. This is like a really interesting interview. They even had Alexa Chung, who I don't know if you remember Alexa Chung. She's like one of the VJs for me. Like a, she's British, I think, and she was she was like a like a VJ who's famous for the same type of thing. Is like getting being good at sort of like getting people out of that. Sort of like they're they're things they always talk about. And I think because of that, I think because of the fact that I'm able to sort of stretch Gerard in the direction that he's not necessarily comfortable with 100%, he can trust that I'm not trying to bring down his empire around him by saying something awful. And I'm responsible enough to, you know, I'm not trying to do that. And I know that it could happen at any point, but I think that's an outstanding... It could happen at any
0: point, really? You could end end Gerard's empire at any
1: point? I just mean, you never know, man. Like, dude...
0: (laughs) Well, James for this Gunn way. got you, you, fired
1: off of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 after he made two extremely profitable movies <clears throat> because a guy who k- brags about doing this artificially, <clears throat> you know, brings up some tweets that he did years, years ago. So I, I realized that anything that I could say could come to back to bite you. me someday. Sure. but. I think it's a mark of mine and Gerard's relationship that he trusts me enough to let me go down these roads sometimes because it produces something unique. I think that's what is successful about our show.
0: You have different personalities. You know, Gerard is very professional. I'm not saying Gerard doesn't have fun, but he's like you – know, He's very conscious of, of he's the – very... He's super conscious. He's running he – he has paid employees. He's, yeah. he's responsible for making sure his people get paid. He he's, has business deals in the works at all times. You know, like, What's
1: the word where you don't care about Authority.
0: You uh, word you don't care about authority. Oh
1: God, I can't remember it. It's I, I I I exhibit this. It's it's a it's a. I'm sure somebody out there is screaming it, but it's that word
0: where The psychology of power. What?
1: No, no. It's <laughs> it's it's a it's a word that means like my the way that I talk. Even when I talk to celebrities, when I talk to you're people dismissive, a, not dismissive, but like I'm casual about it. I, I there's a word there that I can't remember what it is, but it's a good. SAT word to learn that I use all the time but it's it, it just like I'm not, I'm not thinking about that when I'm talking and I think it, it, it makes people very receptive to what I have to say it's very authentic it makes people feel like what I say is very authentic because it always well, very much is
0: that pretty much well when I first met uh, when I first met if you want to call them internet celebrities back when I was still started out doing videos I mean I went to SGC 2010 and there was 10 people at my panel that Saturday morning that's why I first met James Rolfe, and I talked to him like he was a normal guy because I figured well he's a normal guy like, who cares? In 2010, James was probably the biggest person on YouTube, right? We argue oh, with that? Oh, my God, yeah. In 2010?
1: At least. Um, it's, he's at least a contender, yeah.
0: He's still big now. But I'm saying back in 2010, he was in the top probably three.
1: Literally, everybody was talking about him. Yeah.
0: So, I'm like, okay, here's the choice. I can act like, you know, he's just a, uh, oh, my God, he's, um, like I can fanboy over someone that I wouldn't fanboy over anyway, or I can act like he's just a cool dude. He's contemporary, we're the same age range, we have the same job. And I did that, and we ended up being friends because of that. Like, I didn't, like, freak him out. And I think people, like you said, people, yeah, they're more receptive. You treat them like a human being, and you don't, like, sort of change the dynamic of it, a real human interaction, you know.
1: Yeah, like, if you're talking, if you're walking into a situation and you're like, well, I'm talking to a woman, so I should. You're, like, already out. Like, you already yeah, messed you're already up. Done. you yeah, you already, like, messed up on having an authentic interaction there. Like, yes. you just need to go in and be you and not be worried about it.
0: Yeah, you, you want my advice for, for talking to women out there? Don't act like they are anything. I hate to say it. Don't act like, like they are anything so special you have to prepare to talk to them. Just talk to them like you talk to someone you're ordering a pizza from.
1: The dude in uh, 40-year-old version puts it the best. He says, don't put the pussy on a pedestal.
0: Yeah, you know what? I was thinking that, but I was figured I'd let the ultra-liberal say it instead yeah, of me. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I'll say that. word but pussy. But that's sometimes. the advice. Talk to, them like, talk to them like anyone else you talk to. And they will, yeah. they will respect you for that more as well. Because it shows, okay, they're not taken aback by me, you know? I'm, I'm sure, uh, Alex, you've talked to many a supermodel in your day, you know? And you talk to them like another Yo, person. We
1: were hanging out with Jamie Lee Curtis the other day. Yeah. And I kid, I kid you not, the third thing out of my mouth was like a crass, disgusting joke. And she, and, and she was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's way better than like being like, yes, Miss Curtis, whatever you say, man.
0: Yes, would you like that latte? Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. By the way, I still need to get the addresses of the people to ship my book to from that contest. Or oh, yeah. From the give- giveaway, I mean. So I still need to do that. I
1: will wrap that up right after this. Thank you again for that. That was a very, very successful event. That was crazy. It was
0: great. I'm hoping the the, the next NES marathon as as big a success. I, again, I had to push that back because I'm just I'm, tr- I'm tired of I'm I'm tired and I'm afraid afraid of burning out even more. Let's talk about burnout. We, that's something we speak about a oh, lot man. in person about when we feel like we've been on the grind for so long. I've been on YouTube for ten years. I've been doing this full time for five years now. But even before that, it was a grind doing NES punk videos every six weeks and seeing almost no money for that effort and doing it just as a passion, as a hobby, which doesn't last forever, especially when you need to uh, keep a roof over your head. But do you feel that impending burnout amongst yourself or maybe your other contemporaries or people you know that like, oh my God, I've been doing this for eight, nine years. Something's got to give.
1: It's already here. Like... Look at the freaking Avengers, right? Like they're already out. They're making millions <laughs> of dollars doing this shit. The Avengers are out. They're done. they're, they're making twenty million dollars a movie, and they're they're like, I can't do this anymore. Chris
0: Evans is like, fuck Captain America. Yeah, I, he's relax. Out. I don't give a
1: shit. I just want to relax now. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. Like people don't realize. Number one, the the number one like comment that I always get online that like makes me just like die a little faster, is. Stuff about like why, why complain? Like you're you're famous. You get to play video games all the time. I'm like, bitch. I work 18 hours a day for you to believe that I have a fun time all the time. (laughs) Like,
0: put that on. Put that on a t-shirt, bitch. I work 18 hours a day. Yeah.
1: Like I, it's it's not like people need to realize that what they perceive is not real. First of all, like it's kind of like wrestling all the time, like. You're not the NES punk, like, making, like, faces and, like, running around doing punk stuff all the time. Like, that's not, like, your damn lifestyle. I'm not, like, walking around, like, whistling the Pokemon theme song everywhere I go, telling people facts. Like, that's not what my life is. Like, I don't, like, go down to the, like, tax office and tell the guy, like, did you know that Pikachu is not named after the Pika? That's not a real mouse. Like... That's not what my life is. I still have to like fall in love and like take care of my dog and like <laughs> maintain my house and I like I have a record collection that doesn't seem like something I would have. Like there's oh, so it's much
0: seem like that in Southern California. So Maybe you're saying me. obviously you're not what you portray all the time when you're performing on a stream even. You're performing on a podcast a bit. I'm performing yeah. as the NES Punk. I'm not doing the NES Punk faces all the time. Yeah. In public and everything. Yeah. Well, people know that yeah. that's a character. But what you're saying is that maybe with, with what you do, people don't realize you're still putting on a slight character at least. And even it's an, when I'm it, just
1: sitting out on the couch being. Even right now, I'm, I'm not completely myself. Like, I'm trying my best to be so authentic. It's like my one goal. Are you
0: Are you really not being yourself right now?
1: I am, but I'm also heightened. I'm also definitely heightened a little bit. Like I'm, I'm conscious of the fact that I'm. It's a performance.
0: Being, still, it's a yeah. You're, it's still a product of your brand at, at some weird level,
1: right? Yeah. It's it's not like chatting with someone quietly over breakfast. Like it, it, I, I like you. I like talking to you. But it, like, I, it's still, it's still like I'll, you still had to ask me if
0: I wanted to do this. Like no, it's no. not. <laughs> I, I get that, but I'm not blowing smoke. I honestly think if we had this conversation at a convention, it would be so close to this conversation.
1: I, I pride myself on that. But what right, I'm but saying is... But that's why
0: people like you and me, because they yeah. they feel that we are authentic. We are not... Even though we are performing right now, this is not an act. This is my personality.
1: Yes, it is my personality, but yeah. I am definitely, like, bringing it to a... Just a little bit higher level so that people want to watch it more. Well,
0: no, no, don't have to do that. You don't have to put in that much effort, but... Okay. I'm not, like,
1: <laughs> whipping out my phone. I'm not, like, you know, like, doing what we do in real life, like, texting people. Like, I don't know. Like... <laughs> I just, I just feel like, look, people don't know that, like, not everybody knows about me that I am like, what's the dude? Ten thousand hours, Malcolm Gladwell. I like have that mastery of improv because I have learned improv for years. I have taught improv for years. I have performed improv for years and years and years.
0: You, told, like, you told me that recently, when I was kind of, I was not surprised, but I was like, oh, whenever picture of you have gone into that, you know, at yeah. some point to that level, that's amazing though, and that gives you, that gives you an idea for how to be on the spot in order to be lively at a moment's notice, correct, how to think on your feet. Well,
1: it's also a really good touch point for a lot of people, like, especially just from that uh whatever that Drew Carey Whose Lines in Anyway show is that's on TV that people sure. like, I'm sh- I'm sure a lot of people have seen that. It's a good way to think about like how you can be yourself and also be on stage. Sure. Like that a lot of people understand that I think they're not maybe getting Right away because like they're still seeing me in my house. They're still seeing me like chilling. Like they're like, oh, he like cooks food like right over there. This is like so real. This is so authentic. It is in a way. That's like the beauty of YouTube. But on the other end of it, I am doing work right now. I'm doing work when I'm talking into the microphone on Beard Bros. I'm doing work every hour of the eight-hour stream that I'm sitting there playing video games and listening to uh, 250 people act like total idiots in my chat all the time. Like not everybody, you know what I mean? Like no, I an is... idiot.
0: I-, I wanted to put down your fan base. There's a couple idiots. Yeah, maybe, that's what but... I'm saying. I'm like
1: <laughs> like my community is really good, but like, you know, when you go into public and you wade into that Sort of world where everybody's instantly judging you. Like, I went in on Piers Morgan last night. I don't know if you saw that. But I
0: saw something about it because he made fun of men carrying their baby in one of those uh, Yeah, it was Daniel Craig.
1: It was Daniel Craig, and he was like, wow, emasculated James Bond. And I was like, wow, it's really James Bond like of you to fucking tweet it a way more famous person and like get lap like whatever. I just like got mad and I said something nasty to Piers Morgan, something along those lines. But I still have to like hear it from people. You know what I mean? You know how people say like, don't at me? Mm-hmm. Like just by tweeting, which is something that anybody can do, I fa- it's it's more work for me to tweet than it is for the average person to tweet because there's a level of judgment that I receive or that you receive, Pat. Just by having slightly more people looking at your feed, mm-hmm. that makes it more work because it's exhausting to hear people complain, especially because of what we were talking about earlier. Nobody's willing to like criticize you constructively. They don't want to like engage with you and
0: like. Hear what you have to say and like treat you like maybe well, there's a reason why people are listening to you. Those are people that will not. Th- I've gotten people that have tried to be constructive on Twitter. I should be not on Twitter. Not on Twitter. I, they email me sometimes or send a Facebook message. If they say, okay, Pat, I had a problem with what you said here about this and this and this. And, you know, I'll respond I'm like, okay, you made a good point. I don't agree, but okay, you know what I mean? Or, or you didn't understand what I said. Twitter, though, is just like, fuck you. Or. Well, why like, can't why you do you this? Mad. Wow,
1: you're so mad. Oh, my God. Wow, you're so mad. Go away. Wow, wow. I can't believe you're so mad. Wow,
0: you're so rude. I mean, that's I mean, Twitter is just... Uh, the way I look at Twitter is that people have... Twitter to me is that if people... I always look at social media is that I'm in a room right now, right? And then if people want to come and follow me, that's if they have, they're have they allowed to walk in the room and watch me speak. Yeah. But a lot of the responses, though, are like when people just walk past they say like, okay... Okay, your content shit by, and they walk past. Some people do yeah. that. That's, to me, how it is on Twitter. Like, they're not going to sit there and actually engage me in a conversation. They have no yeah. desire to. They just want to be able to talk at me and kind of know that I'm, I've am i heard it and then be on their way, right?
1: It happens on Twitter. It happens in on Twitch. And on Twitch, it's worse because you know that person is actually there right now, and you're there right now. <laughs> at, at the time, saying, yeah, and, your, and your content sucks
0: or... Or I like this person better than you or blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
1: And the whole time I'm sitting there playing video games and talking about video games, I have to think about how I'm going to be judged by some 13-year-old asshole who's going to ruin my day for three days straight because of something he said that just he didn't know, but he cut me right to the core like a
0: fucking... Oh, no, Alex. Has someone said something like that that's bothered you to the extent... uh,
1: Never in a way where I, like, remember it, but, like, sometimes somebody will be like, Hey, like, you know, something... And I'm like... I'm so just mad that like what I did could lead somebody to say that. Oh, then you're
0: more like, mad about thinking about something you could have done to set someone off versus the comment itself.
1: I'm I'm more just like I can't believe that someone is so like so like flippant about like me as, about, inter- about a,
0: interacting with another human being. Yeah, that well, they, that's that because they, you're nice, though. A lot of people, a lot of people that say a lot of people are nice, but a lot of people are emboldened by the anonymity of the internet, but also they want to get a rise out of you because their life is miserable. I can't... And I, I come back to that, and that's why it doesn't bother me if someone says something horrible to me online or social media. The first thing I say is that this person hates themselves, so well, I already, yeah, already, I'm not, I I'm already won.
1: Around, I'm not sitting around like... <laughs> like, I get on with my fucking day. I don't care about these people, really, like, in that way. I don't care about them like that. I want people to feel safe around me, and I want to put out a good vibe, but, like, I... What I'm what I'm getting at is I've started dunking on people.
0: Oh, you started really going back at people and saying, "Okay, I'm going to put this person in their place." I hate that term, dunking. By the way, but anyway, <laughs> I,
1: yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Sure, like I, I I've started doing it, and and it's it 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 makes me feel better a little bit, but, but also aren't like aren't you
0: feeding the system a little bit though? When a little it? bit,
1: but you know what I I don't you're care feeding anymore. the rage
0: machine. <laughs>
1: yeah, definitely a little bit, but I never I never am like just calling names. I'm never like. I'm never not like expressing my counterpoint. Uh but the point being is that it's work no matter what. No matter whether it affects me and hurts me and makes me cry, which it doesn't do, you know? Sometimes it makes some people cry. It makes like other people get abused more than me if I had a if I was a girl? Like if I was like, you know, female, just that one difference, like the abuse just goes up, you mm-hmm. know? And it's and it's a lot and even you, I'm sure, are feeling this type of work becomes something besides manual labor. There's, there's, there is a type of work that people do in a public space where they have to represent themselves to a group of people regularly and on their own terms.
0: So, is that what you're feeling burnt out about? Is the pressure of the performance constantly, day after day, year after year, and that putting on that act versus just the, the, the grind of doing the behind-the-scene editing work and recording work and uploading and and going to events that you're, well, you're really it th- down th- to th- the performance the or everything
1: is, well here's the thing is that all those things are things that I love like improv yeah. is like I love doing improv I love like being funny and like witty and being able to like listen to people actually really hear what they're saying and like respond and play with them and make jokes you know I love doing that I love writing I love writing stories I love writing Scripts. I love making films. I love just editing things together for fun. All the things that I do for work, love playing video games, are fun. But because it's that, and then it's also like I'm delivering it to this audience that, like, yeah, there is a small portion of your audience that is, like, totally getting it, right? Like, sure. If you're a huge filmmaker, that small portion of your audience just scales to a larger amount of people and you can relax because there's a fan base out there that really gets what you're trying to do right Mm -hmm. but on the internet there's no guarantee of that because nobody ever talks about you together like maybe like maybe like you and like a few friends will talk about it and there's a hundred of those things happening all over the country but I'm not making a splash with anything that I'm doing right and I'm subjecting it to judgment by a bunch of people who not only don't understand what I'm trying to do but are abusive and are not willing to educate themselves before they try and tell me what's wrong with my thing or whatever. And it just feels like I'm working my ass off to make something that's good when I should just be like vlogging or like just uploading myself, going around, slapping people on the street. Like if I, if I could do that and feel good about it and make the money, like it doesn't make that much difference to me anymore in terms of putting it into practice
0: but feel good about it that's the thing you want to feel good about what you do you want to have you you want to know what you're doing is something that you could at the end of the day when you're going to sleep like okay i made something cool today i did yeah, something and- that people enjoy that i can i can respect my peers respect that you yeah. don't want you don't want to do a, a prank invasion channel because you do a prank invasion channel the next time i see you, i'd be like what the fuck are you doing alex
1: i'm just saying that the, g- the game and hustle of youtube is starting to feel very 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 separate from the creative aspect of youtube and i do but that's been like that for a while though i mean yeah it's true but like if we're talking about burnout like i was young at one point and now it's been (laughs) seven years also the political situation has shifted in a way that i'm uncomfortable with and it's a problem every day and it's made talking even to close friends much harder it's getting so bad that i can't even talk about the last jedi in all company (laughs) That's
0: how bad a fucking stu- Reddit- a stupid Star Wars movie you can't talk yeah. about with people.
1: Yeah, I love Star Wars. I don't give a f- I don't give a shit what anybody <laughs> thinks about the Last Jedi, but I can't talk about it without like <laughs> some dude like call me like a cuck for liking the Last <laughs> Jedi. And I'm just t- like that's where uh, the burnout is. I'm like I used to like my Star Wars <laughs> podcast. You know, I used to like going on my Star Wars podcast, and now I have to like go political and like even the other day a star wars writer got fired i'm like that's crazy people are like that's because you are on that part of that gay agenda it's like i don't know i don't know what to do anymore (laughs) i can't that's what that's what gets me tired
0: so so when are we all gonna oh when we all gonna go and go and live with norm on his cul-de-sac street you know where he says like oh you can buy like a house for like 180 thousand dollars. just retire we can just do our little videos and make less money and just be happy. Not to live in I just some, want some Norman and Kristen to adopt me,
1: really. I'm a good <laughs> podcast producer. I got I have got skills.
0: I Your can house Yeah, I,
1: I, I don't even pee on the floor anymore. I can, <laughs> I can I can I can edit. I can do tricks. I'm funny.
0: I can uh, cook pretty good. Do you know YouTubers that have already um, I'm not saying this is what Gerard's doing, but do you know YouTubers? I know one in particular that if I said this was happening, it would cause a stir, but I'm not. That already has an exit strategy and already is going to be like, okay, in this point in time, I'm done with all of this. I'm getting as much money as I possibly can right now before I'm, I get burnt out, and I want to be done with all this by a certain point in time. Do you know anyone like that? You don't have to say simply who, but do you have you heard rumbling these people that are like that? Or like, all right, this is enough. I've been doing this for 10 years. I already see yeah. my way out of this.
1: Yeah. I'll tell you, Gerard is not in that zone. I, like...
0: He's I'll not. Just, I'll just. I, no, he's I, not. I honestly wish he was because I don't want him to die of a stroke. But yeah, yes, yeah he's exactly. not. Yeah,
1: exactly. That's how. That's how everybody feels about everyone who they like in YouTube, pretty much. I think now. It's like, I please like, don't I, die. Yeah, I. T- like, that's like we were talking about Steakums the other day. We were like, wow, it's crazy that Steakums is like getting through to us and just making us feel like we need to take care of ourselves more.
0: Yeah, mentally like, more and yeah. physically. But I to say if you, you don't want to take care of yourself physically and eat Steakums. And I, I love Steakums. Grew up on them, but mentally they were on yeah. point.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like everybody. Everybody should have an ex- exit strategy because this is not a tenable thing. It's like maybe if I just continue being famous forever, I'll be successful forever. Like it doesn't it's, – it's not, it's not fulfilling. Like I was watching a documentary – same documentary again. <clears> That's the one with the bees in it. Uh-oh. Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. It, it was, it was a, about a guy who runs a hot dog stand in Copenhagen, Denmark. And it's like the best hot dog stand and he only opens like however many days a week and it limits the amount of business he can do, but it's like the best goddamn hot dog. His sauces are on fleek. Everybody talks about it. On fleek. You know, it's like... It's a, I'm a little younger than you. I'm allowed to say stupid shit. Still You're allowed sometimes. to say on fleek? Like, okay. I, can, I can
0: still... I'll, I'll allow little... it. I, if I'm too old to say it. You can say on fleek still. That's it's still... A, in yeah, the...
1: I'll take it. I'll okay. ta- I'm saying it with confidence. I'm moving right... I'm passing right through. Uh, but... He was like talking about this business that he has. This like little... It's literally like you know, like one of those stands where there's like a door in the back and then it's like a subway train. Not even, like it's like a food truck that doesn't move. And the guy who was talking to him is like a chef and is like, dude, these you're like an amazing artisan who's like continuing the tradition of sausage making that goes back and you're doing something amazing with your hot dog stand. Like what's that about? And the dude is like, you know, like – I don't know what I would do with all that extra money that I would be making if I did that. There's a bunch of shit that I would have to learn how to do that's not making hot dogs that I don't want to do. And right now, I'm not dead. I'm not in trouble. I'm not unhappy. My life is beautiful. And all I do to make my living is what I love the most, which is make hot dogs. Make hot dogs.
0: You you make people at least a little part of their lives, a little bit happier, eating a nice hot dog.
1: yeah, Yeah, and to me, rather than having an exit strategy, like... I hear people all over YouTube all the time just talking about, like, that place that they can get to be happy and then they're, like, fine. The stopping point.
0: But you're saying they probably won't be anyway. They won't stop. They won't get... I I always hear, like, uh, a million subscribers, the magic number. If you don't have a million subscribers, you're shit. You don't get any recognition. You don't get those brand deals. doesn't matter. And so I know people that are struggling to get there. And those are people that are a hell of a lot closer to me. I'll never see a million subscribers. We're, I'll to str- 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 get to a quarter million. And people listening to this be like, well, Pat, you should be really happy to that. What I'm trying to tell you is, yes, I'm happy I'm almost at a quarter million subscribers. But I'm telling you, there are people that have 750,000 subscribers that are not happy because they're not at that million point or more. And that will always be that rat race on YouTube to me that... I don't know if I ever wanted. I, n- I never wanted to get into that race to begin with. I'm in it in some weird way and that I still have a career via YouTube in some way, but I'm, I never wanted to be totally tied down to it. I'm glad that I'm not at this point.
1: Yeah, you gotta you gotta think about yourself as a <clears throat> as a person and not as the avatar for a YouTube channel because YouTube is owned by one company and they like the whole. People get political about this and it's like silly to me that they're like, you can't be treating people like this. Like this is people's livelihoods. It's like you signed the NDA – like you signed the the, uh, terms. Terms of service.
0: Yeah. They can do whatever they want. It's a private
1: company. They can do whatever they want and they don't have to tell you. Like this is what it says in the terms of service. Like if you're worried about being a filmmaker, go make films. Like don't put, put them on YouTube. You should think about YouTube as a really, really good long resume of what you can do. You know, like I talk to uh, I talk to Satchel about that all the time. Satchel is a great case study in YouTubing, and I Satchel Drake. Yeah, I, I hope he doesn't
0: of normal boost fame.
1: Yeah, I hope he doesn't not appreciate me for. Pre- I'm just t- going to say a bunch of nice things about him. But basically, he never came into this with YouTube being his normal grind. Like sure. he had, a, he has a career. He's excellent in his field. He's amazing at it, and so he had this freedom to just sort of like do exactly what he wanted to do he doesn't have to worry about the, the algorithm he doesn't have to worry about those things and as a result you're looking at his channel and you see something that is totally representative of satchel the person you can go back and you can see you can track his, his progress as a human what his interests are you can see when he was busy when he's not busy you can see him making things that are at the apex of what he's able to do because see, there was no time limit he didn't have to worry about Catching the, like, demographic here or whatever, and a lot of the videos, like, I think a lot of people find them alienating just because he's so smart, and he talks about stuff at such a level uh, and at such a speed that, like, if you're not there with him, you're not gonna get what he's trying to say out of his video, but as a result of that, you know, he's able to get a job hosting a podcast on Forbes. You know sure. what I mean? Like, because they go and they look at his, at his, at his YouTube and it's like, wow, this guy really knows what he's doing. So, so you're saying so YouTube is about,
0: like a proving grounds for maybe bouncing off there to somewhere other, or other parts of careers off of YouTube. Well, think, we we'll
1: think about, think about if I was just like going into the job of being a YouTuber with the goal of being successful on the platform and what my videos will look like versus somebody who's just trying to make good videos and then who's going to get the job? Like, who's going to get any other job offer anywhere else?
0: And that, That's why I always said it's not necessarily the YouTube, but that's my argument for people that are tied to Twitch. And I know someone that makes a living off of Twitch, and I say, okay, in five years from now, what are you going to be doing? What do you, wh- How is Twitch preparing you for life outside of Twitch? Whether that means you might get sick of it, or even if you don't, what if your subscribers and followers leave you? Or you just want to move on with, with yourself? How is Twitch preparing you, building up your talent base to do other things?
1: Right. And it's a you, platform, it's not a medium.
0: Yeah. And, and for Twitch, it's even probably even a bigger question, I wonder, about these big Twitch players about, all right, you can make your money now and get out if you're in the top 1% of Twitch. But if not, ooh, if you're not like that Twitch sort of sort of uh, middle, uh, middle class, ooh, God, I don't know what to say to you because you might be screwed you're you're on twitch 55 hours a week and barely make enough money to live oh boy that's not a good a business plan to me and, yeah and, and, it and, it and a it's a grind
1: plan. it shouldn't be a business plan it's a platform it's a place for you to show off stuff that you can do It's a, it's a place for you to do stuff that you're good at already people who learn how to be good youtubers by like making the right thumbnail or, like, figuring out where to put the little circle with the <laughs> fucking arrow pointing at it? Yeah. What is that going to do? How is that going to help you get a job? Uh, like, your dream wasn't to be a YouTuber, right? Like, your dream wasn't to, like...
0: Some people... Try. It is their dream, though. Some people... Your some dream people is, is to up, try hot
1: sauce for a living? Like, I don't know. I just... I feel like that's not a job, though.
0: Oh, wow. I feel you're, like, you're feeding into that YouTube is not a job, people, in the comments. We see it, Alex said it's not a job. No, it's not a... It's not a...
1: It's not a... It's not a uh trade that's what i mean
0: no no being we're we're online entertainers that's what the the medium yeah. is so
1: you need to you need to be entertaining you don't need to be like maybe you could get a job as like somebody else's pr person maybe if you're like really really good at it you can you can, some you can host can some
0: event on on a cruise ship some 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 event and they can hire yeah. you to go on stage
1: <laughs> well i mean okay like look at look at Matt pat right like that guy right he has a show that is really good at playing the game of youtube and he's really serious about that part of it Mm -hmm. and you know i will i'll as somebody who worked for matpat for a really long time i will say this about him the man knows his stuff like i can say that confidently he knows how to like he knows what he's doing when he's writing a video he knows like what how to make a video entertaining how to tell a story he he knows how to
0: engage people stay engaged they're going to watch it they're going to click on the script yeah he he has it down but he's 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 an sao master yes
1: yeah his dream is not to be a writer his dream is to is to His dream was to dominate YouTube, and he did it. And now, you know, he used his skill that he learned, which was to learn how YouTube works better than YouTube does to get jobs doing that for other people. And I think that's what YouTube is. I mean, people can be successful off it, but let's be honest, just like anything else, it's luck, mostly. Almost, I would say 90% of it is luck. How many good singers are there?
0: There's a ton, but you don't know about most of them. That's what I'm
1: saying. So you really need to think about it that way.
0: My my story about MapPad is uh, people don't probably don't, I mean I, I don't have a good relationship with MapPad. I'm not going to get into it. We, at one point we were close, um, but at one point a Matpad did an appearance in um, my, my Christmas video. which I wrote it did a cameo, and, <laughs> and this is not, this is not an attack on him at all. But this is what happened. This is the facts. Uh, it was supposed to be like a parody of what would have happened, you know, in the Patless world without Pat's influence or whatever on people I associate right. with, like with, with like Rue and the Game Chasers. So MatPat was like, let's see, what can I do? How about top 10 best breasts in gaming? So that was like the joke game theory video that I wrote. Like, that would be bad. Less than like six to eight months after that, he did this whole breast game theory episode. Yeah. After that. And you know what? That was probably a gigantic video part in the pump. It probably did gangbusters for him and got him a lot of attention. So you can't fault him for that. That's that's the grind of YouTube. Some people make that saying. work.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I'm like a, I'm like a. That's that's the stuff that I actually have spent my life learning how to do. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I I went to school for writing. I went to I I learned how to be a f- comedian. Like that's my skill. You know, I like video games, and I'm following this trail right now because it's paying my bills. But do I see myself as a – like, do I see myself as, like, good at the craft of YouTube? I don't feel like there is one. I don't
0: feel like anybody's doing it the same way even. In in theory, there is, though. In theory, like, if someone – like, if Google reached out to me – I used to have, like, the uh, person from – I think she moved on – the person that worked at YouTube, I had like my own rep, I guess. And she yeah. would say, these are the best strategies. Like, this, is if, this has a better chance of success. It's sure. like anything else. It's not surefire. But if you want to have a, a, a more successful video, yes, you're going to want a better thumbnail. You're right. going to want to have like the arrows or the big words or have the goofy expression like, like the Kevin McAllister, Home Alone. Ah! You know how many times I see people, even in my genre community, do that sort of thing? Like, oh my God! Like, yeah, go look and, at my channel. It's me on every video. And it evokes a response, having descriptions that are good. So there is a science to it. But it's whether or not you make that the crux of your YouTube existence and how you conduct all your business. If I wanted to
1: be good at that and I wanted that to be what my job was, I would have went to engineering school, though. You know what I mean? And I think that's the where the burnout comes from is because everybody just ends up doing that engineering job like half the time at least. And I think that if we're talking about burnout, I think it comes from that. And I think it comes from also the fact that there's no guarantee that we're reaching somebody because YouTube is such a democratized platform, unlike CBS, where, like, everybody who's watching CBS at any given time is watching the same thing. Sure. You know, that creates something that people are actually going to talk about. But YouTube takes that away from you. Putting that, making, making YouTube your thing takes that ability away from everybody who's on it. It's only, you know, a, a small fraction of the people that are on YouTube that are getting attention at that level for the stuff that they're doing. And at that, at that level, I think it's not the same as like being a TV star or being a, a, a writer in Hollywood or
0: something like oh, that. No, I'm not it's not... totally different because you're paid up front for your work and you're paid a lot more and your reputation carries you a lot farther on YouTube. You got to keep cranking out that content. Uh, an actor, a good actor can take a year or two off and come back. And be, yeah. okay, here he's back. Here's Daniel Day-Lewis. He hasn't acted in five years, but here he is, and now he's winning an Academy Award. YouTube, you take a couple years off, you may never come back. Well, that's YouTube happened is like, countless times.
1: YouTube is like if you want to be a famous chef and you start by opening a hot dog cart. Yeah, you can show off your good-ass hot dogs on the cart, but <laughs> like unless you're really lucky and some food blogger comes along and finds your cart and puts it on some other better meat, better platform... You're just going to be a really good hot dog cart for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, there hasn't been that YouTuber Hollywood story yet, right? There has been that one. You can say Justin Bieber was discovered on, on, I guess, on YouTube, right? He became a, a huge musician, right? I guess that's a close thing you can say but if you want to go he there. He was
1: viral, like it's not like he was like, yeah, smash that like button.
0: He wasn't and grinding like, for right. He wasn't like grinding for ten years and he became huge. It was like Ellen discovered him. He becomes huge, right? We're not going to go on Ken Burns and be like, the way that he told people to smash that like button was, ah, uh,
1: awakened something yeah, we inside have,
0: of me. We haven't had that, that acting breakout from a YouTuber. I mean, it was, it was funny to see at the end of uh, Ant-Man, you had that cameo from that, uh, what was that uh, YouTuber that had the cameo at the end as the reporter telling the story. And uh, Jesus Christ, I can't, I don't know. you probably, I don't, I don't keep up with like these modern YouTubers. I'm an old man. But anyway, that was the closest thing. I was like, okay, I recognize her. She's a YouTuber. She got some sort of Disney role here.
1: Some people are, some people are, some people are like sort of. They get, th- they make- get
0: thrown, they get thrown bones here and there.
1: Miranda but Sings th- but they're shows still up every once in a while. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're like a novelty. Yeah. It's, so like, br- it's like bringing out an athlete or something like in your sketch show
0: it's going to be i'm revolving you know i'm a broken record here but i always say youtubers are like vaudevillian acts from like the 1910s and 20s that's just what i was trying saying.
1: to figure out what their business is
0: but it's funny talking about vaudeville youtubers are doing tours now they're doing yeah. vaudeville tours they are booking their act going around the country like the bigger ones it's a giant cup out in front of them on the street is what it is the giant cup out in front of them
1: yeah, like busking, like it's the same thing, but you're just like touring. You're trying to find ways to unify the people that like
0: you. Oh, I see what you're saying. That, that okay. used to
1: be that used to not be what it was about. Sure. You know, you didn't have to de- try that before. You know? And so that's that's I think the thing. It's like it's not so much about having an exit strategy off of YouTube as the job. It's like you need to just adjust the way you think about YouTube. So that you if that 's not what you want your job to be that can't that shouldn 't be your job
0: shouldn 't be your job so the this podcast exists on YouTube, but it doesn 't have to exist on youtube like that 's really how it works right so like the c u podcast the YouTube helped the c u podcast grow absolutely, but a chunk of people still listen to it off of youtube, so yeah. that 's the way you have to go about it youtube is I always say it 's not the end it 's a means to something else. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I think you're going to see – I think what's going to happen, if I have to look at my crystal ball, is you're going to see some bigger YouTube stars probably five, ten years from now either get tired of what they're doing or say, all right, I'm going to try to do something else and realize that there's no opportunities for them because they're just a YouTuber. That's their job. You know, that's what they're, you know, you're I don't...
1: not automatically good at acting because you're famous. You're not yeah. automatically a musician because you're famous. Yeah,
0: I don't see PewDiePie getting any Netflix specials in his future. Politics aside, you, you know, I if don't you look, see if you
1: look at If you look at somebody like Jacksepticeye, who's similar in kind of vibe to somebody like PewDiePie, Markiplier kind of sure. vibe, like, the man's putting in the work now, right? Like, sure. the man's going on the road, he's, like, getting a tight show together, and he's, like, learning how to do stand-up. But nothing, almost nothing on YouTube that he gained there, other than the fact that people want to see him do it, Sure. are valuable. You know, like, his fat, like... Like, you could. You could. I I, I don't know what you gained in your gaming knowledge from being on YouTube, but, like, I feel like you've gone deeper into the games industry as a result, and that's what you're gaining out of it.
0: Yeah. Or if you've gotten contacts, it's opened doors to conversations with companies and potential deals. The fact that. Um, I'm executive producing a documentary, and my name brought some sort of recognition value to that. You know, things like that. Like that's yeah. the way it's happened, which is fine. I mean, it's using, it's it's having.
1: If that's what you're, if that's what you wanted from yes,
0: if that's or, or or if you, I don't know if I wanted it. That's that's what happened. I'm like, okay, this is a cool opportunity. I can help out with this documentary. I couldn't have done that without YouTube for sure. But I didn't learn anything on YouTube to help me with that. That's just it. Just opened up that door to me.
1: Yeah, should, it's just so many people end up end end up. In this position, and then they're just like doing free PR for themselves. They're doing like, just like, they're learning how to be an agent. They're learning how to be a SEO person. They're learning how to negotiate deals stuff that like the people in the industry have such an edge on you mm-hmm. because that's their whole life is that, that, that like a screenwriter writes scripts. Maybe they l- pick up a few other things because they need to negotiate their own personal shit a little bit. But, like, when you go work on a TV show, you're not like, oh, I'm going to go work on Rick and Morty. And it's like, well, we can't hire you as a writer. Why? Because you don't know how to animate, do voice acting, <laughs> promote the show. You know, They're, they're, and no-
0: they're a specialist. They're not a jack-of-all-trades. Yeah,
1: and here's the thing. Yeah. The YouTuber who learns how to do all those things a shitty Mickey Mouse way, jerry-rigging everything together and getting by by the skin of their teeth, is not going to be able to float. In the actual entertainment industry, you're they're just not, gonna because be a,
0: they're, they're not special at anything, they yeah, haven't learned you're how gonna to be do. A joke. You're they don't, gonna know, be they a don't joke. know how to write a real script. They don't, do real they don't know how to do real CG. They don't know how to do real professional editing. Potentially,
1: and they think they're the same. They think they're the same as a TV show. They think they're the same as an action movie. They're like, we're just doing it our own way on YouTube, and it's like, no, you don't understand how to make a billion dollars with four thousand people all working on one project. Sure. You you know, yeah, I, I, saw, mean? I
0: saw something. Yeah, it was actually a really good production. I saw this Vsauce three video. That was like lampooning um the the last Mad Max movie that came out, and for a YouTube video, it had extremely good production values. it had like you know it had like eight to ten like cars they did up like in the Mad Max movie it had it had some effects, it had some things going on here and there, good cG but when I 'm watching this video, I'm like, this is awesome for YouTube, but this is nothing in the grand schemes of what George Miller did for his film. like this is right. this is not even a, a half of a percent of what went into that production. It's yeah. it's just a whole other scale for YouTube. It's amazing though, and it's a great video. It's, it was it was you learned a lot, but it belongs just on YouTube though. That's the only place you can make it. That's what place it can it can exist in order to you know what I mean. Like you can't put that in a movie theater or anywhere right. else.
1: And I think YouTube is the perfect sort of like. Everybody always talks about millennials, right?
0: Fuck Regardless, you guys. yeah, whatever.
1: <laughs> You're not totally safe, by the way. You're like just barely not, maybe not a millennial. Gen Y you know? is
0: that is that is Gen Y a millennial? Um, if you're
1: like if you're like in your thirties now and you're in Gen Y, like you're like almost maybe. But what I'm saying is, I feel like YouTube is a very very much like everybody always says the problem with millennials. One of the many problems with millennials is that everybody told them their whole lives that they can do anything, they could do everything. <laughs> you are so never, special. Yeah, never give up on your dreams. Here's your trophy, right? Uh, to par- some degree,
0: participation trophies. You damn liberals in LA. <laughs>
1: yeah, giving people the idea that everybody is right for every job, regardless of where you come from, that's a good concept, right? Okay. A poor poor racial minority should believe that they can also be a film director the same way that, like, a upper-class racial majority feels they, they can, right? That's good. Sure. But once you get into the shit, you need to specialize because if not, you're just going to be bad at everything you try because you're not going to put in any work compared to anyone. Look at Japan. These people that like Jiro dreams of sushi. This guy's been just making sushi for like 80 goddamn years. <laughs> you think you're going to be like, I'm a basketball player. I make sushi. I'm a shooter. I'm a gamer. I have a book. I have a fragrance. I have a hat. I, a a, I designed
0: Wait a minute. It. I have a podcast and a book though, Alex. What are yeah. you saying here?
1: <laughs> you, have a, you have a podcast and a book deal, but they're all about the same kind of basic Stop! Like you're, you're kind of like, it makes sense, you know. You're not diversifying in a. If you were like, I'm making a pat scent, I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, why? Like, what are you doing? You're like, I'm, a, I'm like a perfumer. I'm like I'm a perfume guy now. I've always loved that. I'm yes. making a wine now. I'm making a pat. Uh, we're doing like a... I'm making like a religion now.
0: Like It's like... Hey, I'm surprised there aren't more like microbrews that YouTubers are attached to, especially in California and San Diego. I could I could know, easily do a Pat microbrew beer. I could do that in a second. I'll you know You know it. why? All the cool ones are poor, dude. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's what it is. Anybody who has any shred of like integrity or care about what it is they're actually doing, sure. it's a longer and harder road to success. Look at Norm, right? Like that man has been putting out quality content... Every video, well researched. Every, every, he takes his time. There's no release schedule there, you know? But everything he puts out, like, the, the, the growth has been so gradual. And now he's really getting recognition for that work he's putting in. You know what I mean? And sure, and but that's, you know what, that's you know what, the you, road.
0: You know what the sad part is? Uh, not sad, but the reality, though, is that if Norm lived where you live, it'd be a lot harder on him. You know sure, what I mean? Like, that's that. So it's like, yeah, you measure success also by unfortunately where you are and things. and I love Norm, but it's like, I, it, it, there, you can get away with it. This goes back to me living in Iowa someday, where it's like, oh my god, if I was in Iowa, a lot less. There's a lot less pressure on us. Yeah, uh, but there's a lot that.
1: of things. But there's also a lot of things about my life that I have access to and that I see every day. Sure. That Norm doesn't by being in you know Kansas City, Missouri, like that's. That's a that's a totally different world than L.A., you know? And so there's sacrifices going both ways. Like, I can go eat any type of food that I want, and it's all good, and I can go. There's, you know, but stuff's happening. What well, I'm trying to do I mean,
0: is this with Norm. I'm not disparaging at all. Norm's... Norm's strategy still his end game is not getting doing the videos on YouTube. The strategy at least in my mind would be to to do a deal somewhere else on his content.
1: I'm just yeah, yeah. but what I'm saying is he's finding success oh, by sure. staying by staying true to the skills and 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 disciplines and stuff that he set out to do. And I think that's what's so admirable about his career path as a case well, study of a YouTuber. Well,
0: Norm's tried other things that haven't panned out. He'd be the first to admit it. he tried a podcast, he tried other things. You know, yes. it, it, was, it wasn't just this clear line for any of us. I think. I think we've tried other things and th- to varying degrees of success. And but you're right though, and Norm stayed on this general path of I'm going to do these videos I like, and I'm going to stick with it, and this is what's going to happen. And he's and, an and,
1: example of somebody who really didn't let the game of YouTube take over what was going on on his channel but and i you, think
0: but that's like you but to your point before though too though there is a little bit of luck involved in this so a whole bunch of luck so let's just say that in, in that other reality norm continues down his same path and instead of his videos getting a quarter million views each or more they do twenty thousand views each all of a sudden norm can longer do no longer put out these videos anymore
1: he has, right. he he has to go back to
0: his you know to teaching
1: but you know. that's why it comes down to the hot dog guy, the hot dog maker again, because it's because it, you have to because the dude is not he's you know, he he's he lives in a small apartment. He has like a little garage. He lives by himself. But like he value judged like I like to make hot dogs the most.
0: So I might as well just stick with this.
1: So I'm going to live it the sure. life. Sure. I'm going to live the life that making the hot dogs brings me. Do sure. you know what I mean? Like my desire. The life is, that
0: hot dogs bring me. That's a beautiful sentiment.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I think is my advice to YouTubers who are looking for a way out it's like what do you want to be doing do that and accept that it's not going to be easy for you the ways that you want it to be that's what this job is that's what being in, so, li- working in entertainment is if you
0: want to work in the real entertainment industry outside of YouTube don't go onto YouTube. Work, concentrate or, on to YouTube or become on, you a know, fucking being producer being you'll an, get rich you
1: know, if you be a producer Yeah, yeah. If I f- have no desire to do that
0: if you want to be a writer, a screenwriter, don't go on YouTube. You're going to get a lot
1: of rejection letters. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're not going to be able to live off that for most of the time that you do it. Sure. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. And I think that that message has been lost to people who go on YouTube. Because a lot of the time. maybe
0: because YouTube's too easy to access and use, and it's for everyone. So we, we all, yeah. we, like you said, it's an even playing field on some level in terms of anyone can upload content. It seems even like though, a
1: racket from the outside. It seems like a what? It seems like a racket if you're like 13 right now and you like love YouTubers.
0: You're like, oh my god, I could do this. I can make millions of dollars and just play video games. Why not, right? Yeah. Let's, I let's got do stopped
1: it. by a cop. I got stopped by a cop the other day uh, because I was running. I was running towards Gerard with a giant machete outside. Uh, cause we were, <laughs> don't we were get
0: filming. shot! Don't get shot, Alex. Please don't get we're, shot. We were
1: we were filming it for a bit and like the somebody called the cops on us and so they rolled up and they were like, "What is this? Obviously, you guys are." filming this this is a cartoon cleaver you're fine but as they were leaving one of the cops drove off and the other one like once we explained what we were doing he was like can i ask you guys a question and i was like yeah what's up he was like so like do you guys like is it possible to is this a real job is this (laughs) like is this real like what do i tell my kids about this and i was like tell them to stay in school like (laughs) like i don't know like this is a real job but the idea
0: of it versus what it really is is so... Well, it's like anything else. It's like you can become an actor uh, for your school play, but that doesn't mean you're going to be in, in Avengers, right? Right. So anyone can upload to YouTube, but doesn't mean you're going to make a living off it. And even making a living off it, you know, I wouldn't even equate, like, you and Gerard are... are, are you're making a, enough a good living to live in L.A., but you guys aren't filthy, filthy rich from doing it. You're still grinding away at this. So. Yeah. You're not the one. Per- you're not the top 0.5%. I wouldn't even say 1%. You probably are the top 1%. You're not the top 0.01% that are, okay, I'm making a million dollars a month on YouTube.
1: Right. Well, because you know? really that actor who wanted to be in the Avengers wants to be famous and rich. They don't want to be an actor.
0: Well, you most. see what I'm saying, though, is that you end up in the Avengers if, if you work hard and... You know, you push yourself, but and most you get of people,
1: like six lucky breaks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But most people that start off in the- everyone starts off in that school play or doing community theater, but no one really gets to that spot where, oh my God, I, the whole world knows who I am. That's what I mean. Yeah. It's only exactly. Avengers, but any mainstream well, movie. But
1: that's what I just mean. Like, if you're, if your goal is Avengers from the beginning, you probably aren't. Like all about the passion and, and art of acting. Number one. Anyway, you
0: think so? If that's your main
1: goal, no. I just think people need to ask themselves: like, why am I doing this? What am I trying to get out of my job? Why?
0: I want to be a superhero. Putting... Damn it! That's what.
1: i like, if you're if you're burnt out, like I I am burnt out. I'm tired of doing this YouTube thing. You you it's are. exhausting. You're going to the
0: record. You say this is exhausting. If I can just do something else, do a quiet living somewhere. Well, I'd be no,
1: fine. not necessarily. I'm just saying, like, I am. It is uncomfortable for me to do this at the rate that I'm doing it. It is hard on my health. I'm in crunch a lot of the time, right? So
0: then, what? Then, then, how do you, how do you then make it easier on yourself? Have this, have a similar sort of, I guess, financial uh, future success without dying in a couple of years or
1: because because after doing some thinking, I like making hot dogs the most. So I'm just going to keep making the hot dogs, and whatever happens to me outside of that, as long as I just. Make sure I'm on top of it and I'm riding it. I'm ready for whatever is going to happen. Okay. I'm not S- planning for my future. That's not as important to me as being creative now, seeing the world, having these crazy experiences. I'm not done with that yet. And maybe someday I will be. But right now, I, it's worth it. I'm, 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 I've had one or two lucky breaks so far, and I'm going to see how far I get because I like making things that I enjoy making.
0: So you you are on the hot dog. You're grinding, but it's a hot dog grind. You're doing what you want to do right now. Okay,
1: I think you want to get on that hot dog grind. I think that's the exit strategy. Is to you get want out to of the- do
0: what you love to do. It doesn't kill you. But right now, you said you're burnt out, though. I'm trying to get you on the hot dog grind, but that hot dog guy is not burnt out. I want you to be on the grind, but not... Burnt out. That's I guess that's what I'm trying to say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I I realize I hit a point where I was like Jesus Christ, you know, and I had to th- I had to adjust the way that I think. I started exercising more because I like being outside. I like walking around. I like feeling healthy. I like eating good food. So I started cooking for myself, and I'm trying to eat healthier and. Like that's important to me, and like I love my girlfriend. I spend time with her. Like I make sure that I have. I'm not working too hard to spend time with her because that's more important to me than than playing the YouTube game. You know, because I just want to make good videos. And so, as I'm coming back into launching my Dex channel, for example, I'm thinking, well, I I'm thinking much more about like what can I do that's going to make this worth my time, that I don't die. Without thinking about like how is this going to skyrocket me to six million subscribers? Like I don't care about that anymore.
0: So you're gonna do uh, you're gonna relaunch your your Pokemon stuff?
1: Well, I'm I'm just doing it's it's no promises 2018, but I'm I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm doing it. I had a huge. I was talking about with this with you yesterday. I was about to export out the first episode of the new series. I I figured it out. I shot. We did a huge shoot. It's all great. My computer explodes in my face. Right. Mm-hmm. It's, it's extremely disheartening, but like, you know, I'm just doing things that I'm still passionate about, and I'm just trying to make that happen for myself, and I'm trying to slowly lasso my life towards something that I'm doing stuff that I enjoy more. I'm, a, I'm in day. the
0: same boat, except I, I, have, I have like eight years on you, so you're smarter than me. You figure it out sooner. But again, we've been on YouTube the same <laughs> amount of times. So maybe that's what it is at the end of the day. Um, yeah. You I just got to get
1: chewed up for a little while.
0: I had someone two months ago to say to me, no joke, they said to me, how have you not had a stroke yet? And they weren't even kidding. They were serious. And I thought, well, that's a funny thing to say to someone. But I started to think about the amount of stress I put myself under fift- 2015, definitely 16 and 17. And some of this year before I figure out I can't do this anymore, at this pace. And they were absolutely right. Like th- this is I, It was an ungodly sort of amount of stuff I was doing. The past couple of years where i was just like okay i have to take a step back that's one of the reasons i postponed the marathon because last year i should have postponed it i, I don't know if you saw the condition i was in physically last year at the marathon when you, you came were a over. little
1: on edge yeah you were a little bit not ready to do the marathon
0: do you know i picked up my keys in my house the day before <laughs> so i had just gone through that's the whole
1: insane why did you do that
0: so I went through. Oh the, my I, god! The, so while I'm planning out the whole marathon and getting that, there, are getting the sponsors. <laughs> closing, I'm closing a house. house. I'm closing a fucking house, a a a a good size deal. I'm closing that. I'm still going to conventions. I had two conventions the month before. I had Portland. I was closing, trying to close my house while I was at Portland, and in all that. I'm putting together this charity event, which I'm happy to do. This isn't what was is Pat. It's but- fun to do the charity event. It's good to raise money but, for charity, but. It's he- I don't enjoy it as much as I should. I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. And by the way, I'm, I'm missing the video from the event. So anyone watching this, if you have the, the raw video, I thought I downloaded it from Twitch. I could have sworn I did. I can't find it on my hard drive, so I'm freaking out about that. Anyway, <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Because even if I physically can, I think I'm going to have a mental break at some point. Like a bad one. Or my my health is just going to fail entirely.
1: I've had I've had easily... 200 panic attacks anxiety, True anxiety attacks At least Easily 200 Directly related Only To
0: My job 200 At not, least that's, You're not bullshitting like,
1: At least
0: You're talking it like It is okay, awful. If you, So you're talking You've been working for like 7 years on YouTube We'll just say, we'll just say 8 years So Pat math 200 divided by 8 What is that uh, 25 You've had 25 panic attacks A year Or twice a month Oh Yeah Easy. Probably more. Alex, baby. Come on, baby. You can't do this to yourself. I
1: no, I know. I well that's what I'm saying. Like this is this is the growth. This is how you this is how you watch social media people mature. It's like I was looking at myself and I'm like, so much of what I'm doing for my job is totally counterintuitive. It's never gonna be useful if I ever do anything besides YouTube. It's it's totally pointless. I'm learning how to play like a really complex 90s jrpg with like endless (laughs) amounts of rules
0: social media jrpg
1: for no for no fucking reason i want to write scripts i want to make videos i want to have fun i want to travel i I want to learn i want to teach people things i want to
0: make my fuck it Alex. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna me and you are gonna travel the world and do a new version of parts unknown yeah, with with Pat and with Pat and Alex, we're gonna do yeah. that. We're gonna relax. We're gonna learn about the culture of the world. We're gonna teach people about it and have some good food and have fun. We're gonna do that, I'm,
1: and I'm willing to suffer a little bit to make stuff like that. That makes me, you know, that like that little the little uh, postcard and the taxi cab, and you're just like just a few more weeks of this driving, and I'll be there in Barbados with you, baby. Like <laughs> more more stuff like that in the YouTuber's life. More goals. The goal can't just be, be the biggest YouTuber, because that's
0: a stupid goal. And plus, it's a never-ending uh, you know, rat wheel, right? You're just going around the wheel and wheel and wheel, and you're, never, you're always trying to keep up. It's, it's thing not- with Twitch. Twitch, whenever I think about streaming more on Twitch, and like, oh, I'm going to start streaming, I'm going to stream twice a week, I'm horrified about getting locked into a system that I'm forced to do that, knowing that if I give it up, it's going to be hard to make it back. But in the meantime, by doing it, I've given up all the time to do other opportunities that mean a lot more to me in in that current space. That's can what's... I tell you about
1: Can I tell you about my Twitch experience real quick too? Okay.
0: Because and, been... and you do live streaming, you do the Facebook thing, so you do this stuff.
1: Well, I do I, I do live streaming on Facebook every day for two hours, but that's not really the same thing because that's sure. like there's a crew, you know. There's like <clears throat> a producer running the stream. I'm hitting. I'm hanging out with Gerard. Mm-hmm. It's us kind of just like there's a camera on us while we're doing beard bros, right? Sure. It's not really like the same thing as Twitch, but I've been I've I've been a partnered Twitch streamer for like years, right? But I I only have streamed maybe like 30 times ever total. But in the last like month or two it's been like the majority of those streams and I I'm not I'm not making promises. There's no grind. I'm not trying to climb a ladder. I'm just I just decided I'm going to go on Twitch. I'm going to do it my own way. I'm a big Dragon Quest fan as you might know. I'm like a I'm like crazy about Dragon Quest. So I just was like I'm going to play Dragon Quest 11 online with people whenever I want to only. I'm not going to put a schedule up. I'm not going to use Twitch the way that Twitch swears you have to use Twitch. And I made In five streams. And granted, I have an advantage because I'm a known person. I'm coming from Uh YouTube, whatever. But this is more relevant to you then, you know? It's like I made more from those few streams that I've done so far at infrequent times, only when I want to, only when I'm feeling good. None of them was more than four hours. I only played the game in each stream, maybe two and a half hours, maybe three hours of gaming total in the Uh stream and i made more than i would have on a month of daily youtube videos on my old channel sure and like you know it's not it's not good it's not a good business model it's not growth but it does satisfy the hot dog maker in me
0: okay as long as your hot dog making you satisfied doing that. That's uh, what fine. I'm
1: saying is, what I'm saying is, I think that the reason that I'm succeeding at it is because I'm good at the stuff that it requires you to be good at to make people want to watch you.
0: Sure, like
1: I'm you're continuing... lively, you're
0: happy, you're you're have an upbeat attitude. It's a Southern California thing. Going back a little bit, you know.
1: Well, also my ten thousand hours of improv training. You know what well, I mean? Like go. I'm I'm capitalizing off the skills that I have to do things that I'm enjoying, and that. Is how you should be an entertainer If you want to be a businessman That's a different job It's a it's equally valid job But if we're talking about happiness You just kind of have to decide What kind of guy you are And what you want to be doing Otherwise you shouldn't be in this business Because this business is not a fair business And it's not one that is built on the idea That everybody in it gets to make a good living
0: Sure it's, it's And only, that's just the reality it, of entertainment It's a meritocracy Insofar as any other entertainment medium is It's all about the breaks you get Or at least
1: yeah, mm-hmm. it should be when there's not a company running the place where you watch it. Sure. So,
0: Man, okay. That's I think that's our future, Alex. We're gonna start doing live stream Twitch events. Uh, we're gonna go on vacation. We're gonna we're gonna go to if Italy. You,
1: if you if you find anyone who wants to fund a travel show with anyone in it, I will be in that show. I will do anything. I will go anywhere. I will eat anything. I'm not afraid of anyone. Let's do it. I'm the guy. Let's do a Kickstarter.
0: The... Fuck it. Let's yeah. do it. let's do it next year and then next I'm year. Down. I'm down the Pat, will... the, Pat, the Pat and Alex World Tour Let's fucking yeah. do it
1: <laughs> I'll be the ultimate guy that crazy people talk to in bars I'll be that guy all over the world
0: We'll hit up like We'll go to like Great Britain We'll go to Italy We'll go to like South Africa We'll go to Egypt We'll go to like yeah. Turkey We'll go to Japan We'll go to Australia We'll do a whole three month tour And it'll bankrupt us We'll just get bankrupted <laughs> But it'll be the best experience ever but wouldn't it be amazing if it was successful? I think – honestly, I think it would be. I don't see why yeah. – people would be like, holy shit. They're at the Sistine Chapel now. Like, That's holy shit. That's what I'm saying.
1: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think there is value. It, it's it's like an instant value to just being happy with the thing you're doing. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter what it is. Like, if I was like, hey, Pat, let's, like, go on a bike tour across America. That would be great. It's like, you know what? I would never do that, honestly. Like, me personally. <laughs> But, like, if it was the same, it's so much more work, but, like, if it was like, yo, like, maybe this would be worth it. It doesn't matter what the numbers are as long as you're like, I want to do this. And people forget that because that's, like, the kind of thinking that capitalism
0: begets. Sure, but you also need money in order to experiment, right? You need money in order to try these things and potentially fail.
1: You also need to not be afraid of being in a position that's not ideal. To really, to really flourish in this way of thinking.
0: No, that's that's hey, true enough. You, you take a risk, right? Risk not. You have to. Risk not not what not what that's not the phrase. <laughs> no risk not one. No, want rich, not. <laughs> no I, I screwed up two things. I'm hungry and I'm tired. N- n- uh, no risk, no reward. That's really that's the phrase. Yeah, you
1: need some stakeums is what you need.
0: I need some stakeums. Uh, growing up on the, yeah. on, the, on the on the East Coast, definitely need some stakeums. I think well, we okay, all need a little stakeum in Let's our lives. let's put together a fucking Kickstarter a year from now. We'll say you know I will,
1: what I will have these
0: meetings. Pat the Pat and Alex World Tour. I'm we'll doing. Do We're gonna live stream. We'll make vi- we'll do videos. Well, and then we'll see, we'll see what happens. Maybe people hate I, me, they like you, or they like me, hate you. We, we do something I don't with
1: care. it. I don't care. I just want to travel. I just want to hang out and I, eat food I, and go places. I
0: haven't been on a real vacation in 10 years. Like an, an actual, <laughs> I'm serious. An actual vacation where I don't have to do a convention or worry about any sort of work thing. It's just like a week of just relaxing. But I'll relax and like talk to people if someone wants to shoot it on a camera. I'll fucking do that. That's not work to me. That's, that's not work. That's, that's not work at all.
1: That's beautiful though. That's that's where you wanna get. You wanna get to that point. Or it's that's not what your work. job should be. That's where yeah. your job should be. On if you're if you if you found some success on YouTube,
0: change. Change. Become what you become what you want to be. NES punk videos are fucking work. They're 80 yeah. hours of work that don't make back the 80 hours of time. <laughs>
1: yeah. But like yeah. to you, right? You want it. you want that house. You want that lifestyle. You want it. It's important to you. So you're doing that. You're living that version of your dream. You realized sometime this year, like, oh, I'm going to have to push back the marathon because something that is more important to me takes precedence, and I'm not just going to do both because I need to hurt myself to succeed in this world.
0: Sure. That, yeah. that, that was a big thing to me. And, and Ian, Ian pushed me to do that. He's been pushing that for like three, four years to say, okay, push it or, or, or just cancel it this year. I said, I can't cancel it. People are expecting it. People are expecting it. And the issue is like, you know what? I have to at least postpone it because if not, I'm going to die like i'm in a better place now where i'm distressed <laughs> where i'm like i'm like okay i feel relaxed now i want to i want to feel relaxed more often than i have been i want to feel like i'm not going to be pushing myself to the brink like i have been
1: it's know. crazy how often like it has to come down to the fucking specter of death before we like like hey, break out of it that's
0: why i always marvel and also worry about like gerard doing one video a week for like a thousand years i'm like dude Girard. We're a big
1: team. We're a big team. Don't forget. <sighs> Don't forget. Well, we're a hoping. big team. It, I mean, when I, when I,
0: I want you guys to be able to relax and enjoy life. That's all, a little bit. I mean, he's, uh,
1: we're all starting to feel it. We're all starting to feel it. Gerard, most of all. Believe I mean, me. that guy. I mean, I hope
0: not I telling people how the sausage is being made, but when I see Gerard go out to these conventions and he's playing these games real late because he's working on the video, I'm like, oh my God, this is constant work. It's constant work. The I, man, the a, man
1: a machine. does as he pleases. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that's it.
0: It's a fucking machine. So I guess the point we're, we're all trying to make is that maybe we have to be less of a machine at some point. Be a man maybe.
1: more than a machine.
0: Be more than a machine. Be be more man than machine. He's more machine now than man. All right, Alex. Well, be more this human. Has been, this has been great and I fucking love you and I really mean that. I love and you I, too, Pat. And I really didn't uh, really talked to you a lot until Norway last year when you're telling me how Nintendo should start making NES cartridges again. And I told you you were crazy. Oh no, you told me Nintendo should make the old NES again. And I told you you were nuts when you yeah. told me that. Yeah, I look. I I think I piss a lot of people off.
1: I think uh, really in in the in the uh, in the industry, like in YouTubers, I think people are annoyed by how like playful I am. I wish I could remember this fucking word that H- I was trying has to Someone think told earlier. you this
0: that people are annoyed that you're playful?
1: No, no, I just think I think a lot of the time I people get thrown up. Uh, mm it's almost there. It's it's it that is like the word almost. What is the carefree? I, mm, it's when you it's like when you're like purposefully like to like the conventions of modern society. People get annoyed by that personality type a lot of the time, but I think that there's a way to do that and be annoying and do it for like, ah, I'm a, I'm up my own ass, but really I'm, I'm coming from a point. I'm I'm coming from a place of, I want everybody to be happy. I want everybody to take care of themselves. And I want people to be able to, I want to empower people to find things out about themselves and each other. I want to, I want to create that vibe, you know, peace and love and shit.
0: You want people to be, uh, find their inner self be at peace with themselves and and do good things. I want people to be happy without
1: getting shit. I want people to just be happy on their own. Find a way to be happy without without consumerism, without ma- the material rat racer, success.
0: needing the new iPhone fucking I'm 11. not
1: anti-consumerist. I literally bought an iMac today and I have an iPhone
0: X. I'm oh, not you a, do. I'm not
1: yeah, I'm not anti-consumerist. I'm not. I'm but just, you don't
0: need to do be a consumerist to be happy. That's. <laughs> I'm just.
1: am just saying. I'm just saying. That's not the end-all, be-all. Like sure. I, that's not why I'm happy. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, that's all I'm saying, and that's that's the that's the vibe I'm trying to
0: put out. Well, here. it's that Southern California vibe. So all right. So look out for 2020 for Pat and Alex uh, rule the world. That series coming to Dude, uh, the Olympics Amazon are in Prime. Tokyo,
1: man. 2020.
0: 2020, we're going to make 2020
1: it 2020 Olympics are in Tokyo. Let's make we're, it happen. We're going to fucking do let's it. Let's make it happen. I will go, get, I'm
0: there if you're there. I, I want Let's to join go to a bobsled team. I want to go to Japan for years. That's a, that's a great excuse to go. To yeah,
1: we both, we're both both pretty Italian. We could get on the Italian bobsled team. <laughs> yeah. Do they have one? I don't I – maybe. I don't know. Oh, that's not summer? That's the Winter Olympics? Or not summer? I, I have no fucking idea. I'm so but, stupid about shit that is, like No, that. they just
0: had the Winter Olympics. That's going to be the summer in two years.
1: Oh, that's great. Well, then we're going to have to get on the basketball team then.
0: Okay, we'll do that. All right, yeah. so what, what do you have going on? What do you want to promote? Where can people find you on social media? Oh, folks? my
1: gosh. This is a podcast. So go on the thing <laughs> that you're – go on the thing that you're listening to this podcast on. Type in the Star Wars New Canon Book Club. Type in the Chilluminati podcast. Type in the Dex podcast. All these things are things I do. Pokemon, I do a paranormal conspiracy theory podcast for fun. I don't, I'm not.
0: What the fuck is the Chilluminati podcast? I never heard of that. When did you start
1: that? uh, It's like only on episode 15. It's me and Jesse Cox and Mathis and we just hang out and we talk about paranormal things we talk about true crime sometimes it's a good Oh place. you got to have
0: me on that as a guest I love that shit
1: Yeah yeah we just had our first guest uh just this time so uh yeah we're I mean, I'm not at, an we're extra stuff
0: up. but like the Golden State no, Killer stuff I was all following that stuff forever Yeah
1: it's super cash. it's super like for fun more than it is
0: about like The <laughs> Illuminati that's a great yeah. name
1: Yeah uh and uh yeah if you like Star Wars books check us out there I I'm the only Star Wars fan who holds Star Wars up to the standard of other published works that have ever been published before uh you know
0: like great expectations you mean like these the star wars yes
1: yes good writing is good writing you know they don't get a pass because it's good writing for star wars get out of here come come (laughs) listen to it i liked the last jedi davis hated last jedi there's a four-hour podcast about that
0: four hours i liked it but i liked it there's there's a lot of issues but i still liked it overall i'm not talking about it for four hours (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but
1: I, you know, we, we, we address the elephant in the room is all I'm saying. Okay. There's, there's good stuff there. Find me out there. Find me on super beard bros. Go watch the decks. Hopefully I put out a video of my next, the new computer I yeah. bought today. Doesn't also explode. Thank you for having me on.
0: This has been great. And like I said, you, you, you were someone that I just met like really a year and a half ago, the P- past few years. I have only really talked to you and now like, I fucking love you, Alex. I mean, yeah. I really do.
1: Yeah. I, I value the friendships that I forge and they're all real. That's the best thing about it.
0: All right. Take care. Peace out, dude. What would it be like if we all listened more? Listening to audiobooks motivates us, inspires us, even brings us closer together. There's no better place to listen than Audible because now Audible members get even more. Exclusive audio fitness programs, audiobooks, Audible originals, and more. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet. And now with Audible originals, the selection has gotten even more custom with content made for members. Right now... I'm listening to Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. I've been watching the Jack Ryan saga on Amazon Prime. And Rainbow Six goes along with that a little bit with some of the characters interspersed there. And it's a great story. So it's exciting. It's thrilling. Hopefully they make a movie about it. But you can listen to the book on Audible. Every month, Audible members get one credit good for any audiobook they choose, plus two Audible originals from a changing selection that they can't get anywhere else. They also get access to Audio Fitness... And health workouts created exclusively for Audible, and the books are yours to keep. With Audible, you can go back and re-listen anytime, even if you cancel your membership. Didn't like your audiobook? Exchange it, no questions asked. Start a thirty-day trial, and your first audiobook free. Go to audible.com/slash-not-so-common or text "not so common" to five zero zero five zero zero. That's audible.com. It's a u d. I-B-L-E dot com slash not so common and your first audiobook is free with your 30 day trial get going today you can do it with audiobooks I'm proud to be partnering with HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients so you can just cook eat And enjoy, there's something for everyone with HelloFresh. Three plans to choose from, classic, veggie, and family. Each box is made up of fresh, responsibly-obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated, trusted sources. Each week, there's a 20-minute meal on the classic menu when you really don't have time to do more than that. You don't have an hour or two hours. A nice 20-minute meal. Quick and easy to get going and quicker into your belly. (laughs) Rediscover the excitement Of cooking, You can know what's, you know, know something's on the way with, you know, you're excited about it. You know that they have some good stuff coming on. You can prepare for it ahead of time. That's good as well. It's simple and convenient. It's not a chore. You don't spend all night in the kitchen throwing ingredients together and pots and pans going. It's all pre-measured for you and handy labeled meal kits. You know what goes with which recipe you receive. There's many benefits of subscribing. You spend less time meal planning and grocery shopping each week. You can get out of that recipe right. You don't have to worry about looking through mom's old cookbook. You, you, It's it's all done for you. Start cooking outside your comfort zone, though, as well, by discovering new, delicious recipes. All right. So, here's a special offer going on right now. For a total of $60 off your first order, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash NotSoCommon60 and enter NotSoCommon60 at checkout. So I just recently made a few different things. Uh, I made a pork loin meal with potatoes. That was fantastic. And that was only about a half hour, about 40 minutes total in order to get that from the ingredients to the table. I also uh, made with a friend. We made, they had this uh, taco pizza. It was great. They're like these flatbreads. You put the, the taco meat on there. Tons of meat. Very filling. Very good. Again, for this special offer, which is $60 off, which is $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh dot com slash not so common sixty and enter code not so common sixty at checkout and get going with your cooking today with HelloFresh. That just about wraps it up for this not so common podcast. If you want to help support me, check out some of my uh partners that I spoke about before, HelloFresh and Audible. You can also subscribe to this podcast. You can subscribe on YouTube or your podcast platform of choice, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher Podbean, or wherever you whatever you use to listen to these podcasts. You can like the podcast, leave a comment, to let other knows how much you enjoy it or hate it. <laughs> Finally, if you want to help directly support me and my endeavors, check check me out. My Patreon is patreon.com slash patcoutry. Oh, I also have a certain NES guidebook for sale, and also you can pre-order the upcoming uh, Ultimate Nintendo Guide to the SNES Library at Ultimate nes.com. Thanks, everyone. I'll see you next time.